Vulgar Tech, episode 14. Look at us doing this a little bit more regularly. Yeah. We're sort of almost, it's almost like we're a real podcast. Almost. We're getting there, okay? <laughs> tech tech moves slow. <laughs> I mean, kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of, you know. There's, there's so many things that are just about to happen. Yeah. It, 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 this is the show about shit that you won't hear about for another two, or you won't be able to buy for two years. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> This is we're just we're just staying ahead of the curve. We're yeah. either we're either five years too late or three years too early. Yeah, no, we were the first ones to have an Alexa, I think, of probably almost anybody. We were we definitely were, yeah, we were definitely in the first of non people who didn't work for Amazon, had no insider anything. To we're have, not we're not tech, you know, uh, uh, a professional tech reviewer. We had an Alexa before there were commercials for Alexa, god damn it. Yes, this is true. We 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 got it the day they shipped it. They were yeah, they were shipping them. And in fact, our UPS was here very early that morning. Yeah, like eight o'clock in the morning or some shit. Yeah, I woke up early for that shit. Um, so, so yeah, we would have been amongst the first, and probably you know the first civilians to yeah. to review the thing. Certainly live as yeah, we did. That's true. We did it on Periscope, in fact, I believe. And cursed at it a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was like our favorite. Huh, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, Remind, had... Reminding Alexa to tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. Remind Alexa to tell me to fuck Mitch's sweaty asshole tomorrow at 4 p.m. Right. Uh, we haven't done that in a while, but it's all right. Uh, for people who, if you don't have an Alexa and you've been like, should I get an Alexa? Eh. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I will say... They didn't have this at the time, and they have this now. They have a music service. Yeah, I like that now. I like the fact that I can go, "Hey Alexa, play insert the blank." Did you did and you she does. did you subscribe to it? Um, I think it comes free with Amazon Prime. No, no, no. It's three bucks a month. Oh well, then I might have to. Yeah, it's cheap, but it's. I mean, so far I haven't had that much of a problem. If I say something, it's usually available in the Google Play Store. Like it usually just plays. I don't think it plays. No, it plays from Amazon Store, not Google Play. All right, yeah, Amazon. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, what I don't happened? know. A lot of times they're like playing a sample from, and you're like, "Fuck your sample." I don't want to hear thirty seconds of Purple Rain. Goddamn it, <laughs> Purple Rain. Well, there you go. Rain. To hear more, pay three dollars a month. Yeah. Um, if if you if you have if you have a need for something like that, where you or you have it in like your living room or kitchen or something like that, where you certainly would like entertain guests or if you're like me and you like listening to music when you cook um it would probably be a good uh solution uh i will be living alone again uh soonish and um one might wonder mitch would you get an alexa for your uh home uh no no i would not uh personally i have no need for that um i plan to do whole home audio um Weirdly enough, with outdated tech, but still works. Is like wireless speakers? Uh, no, I'm going to get a bunch of uh, Apple Airport Expresses. Oh, okay. It's the thing that looks like the power brick for your laptop. Yeah, I know that. I know yeah. So essentially with that, I can airplay to each one individually or all of them. So what I could do is I could plug one in my bedroom, one in the living room, and then you know if then I got in the office, I've already got the computer in there. There's no reason for another one in there. But – this way, uh, I connect speakers to each one of them, and then I could sit there and go, hey, blast this to all three, 
And then when I'm walking from my bedroom to the off through the living room to the office, I'm hearing the same song the whole time. You know, yeah. that's pretty neat. And then I can control it from my phone, and in fact, switch up which speakers do what. I can switch songs, things like that. Uh, that to me is far more useful. I don't really need to ask Alexa a lot of things. The most useful thing to it would be, you know, we've used it at parties for music. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, you know, as they because of the fact that they now have a paid music service, they're well, a little more. We've stingy. never tried using it for the ordering thing, but I, I've always been kind of curious about, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't. I don't remember whose account it's attached to. I think I mine. always wonder why we can't just be like Alexa, order us fucking paper towels. And she's like, I'll already. Now ordering you fucking paper towels. Well, they have um, uh, the uh, uh, they have those dash buttons, you know. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. We haven't done the dash button. We keep talking about it, but we haven't. Well, the new done thing that they're doing with the dash button apparently is they are. Um, it's a dollar, and then you get five bucks back the first time you use it. So that's kind of neat. But yeah. yeah, once again, with I get I get really confused, and I don't know if I'm alone. I know this sounds weird for me to be confused by a by a tech uh, thing, but when when companies offer a bunch of products over the course of time, and I'm not really paying attention, and then I go to use one, I'm like, okay, well, which fucking one was everybody talking about? For instance, uh, there's Prime Fresh, and then there's the Dash stuff. And then yeah. there's like same day delivery, and there's all these different things where I'm just like, uh, which one's the one? Like I think one of them brings groceries, and it's very confusing because it's well, like, the gro- oh. the groceries is Amazon Fresh, right? Uh, Amazon Pantry, yeah, okay. is See, all of your non perishables. Okay, so why? Yeah. There's two products, two two diff- distinct. I think maybe they're the same. I mean, maybe they've mixed them into one. I, I don't know. It's very confusing. So I'm just, I don't even fuck with it. I fuck Amazon with it once. Fresh is the one like anything that can spoil. Right, but I'm saying one of them I used once uh, just to get some stuff around the house, like soap and things like that, because I was running low on the liquid soap uh, refills. So I just needed some of that, and I was like, fuck it. I might as well get some Tide and other things, paper towels. I don't remember. And they were basically like, okay, we have a box. Fill the box up with shit. And then you, I started filling it. And it's like, okay, you still got to fill it with about $20 worth, worth more shit. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. The big bag of disposable toothbrushes. I don't know. Like, I can I get a bunch of rutabagas? Yeah, I don't need much. How <laughs> about some parsnips? <laughs> so that was a little confusing. I'm hankering for a persimmon. Can you bring me a persimmon, Amazon? Yeah, one persimmon. How many pounds of persimmon? <laughs> they come in pounds. I don't know. It was yeah. a it was a goof, Alexa. It was a goof. I was just making. A yeah, goof. we had joked about. Signing up for that? Not really joked. We talked about it, but then I remember. I remember us looking through it and going like, "It got confusing. Nah, it like got it was, confusing really like you quick." You had to pay three hundred bucks just to be in the service, and then oh, that's, that's I think that's for something different. I think that's for the same. No, day that stuff. was for oh, Amazon. Yeah, that's Amazon Fresh. That's what we're talking okay. about here. Amazon see, Fresh. Uh, they've got too many damn products. I'm just saying. Look, if you confused me with your lineup, I, <laughs> <laughs> here's what's scary. God save Here's you. what's scary. They've Everybody confused else you, and I'm not confused. And this involves technology, and we are at the nexus of the universe, apparently. Well, we're at one of them, yeah. <laughs> San Francisco would be another one. Um, anyway, whatever. I, I, I'll look into it, but I don't really I – I, I, 
I can go to the. I like going to the store. We I have like the going world's to the grocery, greatest yeah. Ralph's. I, I like just going down to the, the grocery road. store. It's it's really yeah. Kind of, it's, I mean, it's it's a relaxing experience. It is. You still you, know, you get that feeling. I remember the first time I went uh, grocery shopping in my first apartment. Like it was the day we moved in, and it was like early evening. And I remember going to the grocery store, and I was like, I am such an adult right now. <laughs> Because I'd never done that. I'd never gone to the grocery store, you know, to buy groceries for my home until that time. You know, I'd, I'd you know, I'd pick up a couple of things maybe yeah. if my parents were out of town. But I, I really not that. I mean, we're talking like a bottle of soda, like not. Yeah, no, you groceries. were You weren't getting you weren't getting bags. Yeah. Multiples. Yeah. So that was like that was really so. It's still, I still feel that way. I'm like, I'm at the store. I'm grocery shopping. I'm an adult. <laughs> no, I like going to the grocery store feel, too. Yeah. It's nice. I don't. So I, I, that's that's where I'm like going to Costco. Holy shit, man! Oh god, I can free samples oh, up the geez. ass. Yeah, they have whole a, sides of beef. Yeah, for like twelve dollars. Things where you're like, I didn't even know I needed one of these. They're selling forty of them in a pack. Yeah, fucking yeah. Throw I mean, it in the fucking cart. If you've ever dreamed of being in a bathtub filled with bumble with bumblebee tuna, mm. but didn't want to break the bank, yeah, Costco's yeah. the place to go. Costco's got something for your ass. <laughs> All right, let's let's get right into this. Um, there's a, a Kickstarter out for this coffee table. That's a, a, a pong playing coffee table. It uses magnets and lights. It looks really actually kind of neat. It's a thousand bucks, so quite expensive for a coffee table. But look how neat that is. It's got a little clock and you. And you're swing now. I wish it was something more fun than pong. I mean, pong wears out its fun in about mm, a minute and a half. But you know, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. You know what? This isn't even the coolest coffee table involving. T- I didn't just did you see the Kickstarter for the one that had the uh, the refrigerator and the chargers and all that yeah, stuff yeah. on it? Oh, this has got this has got USB chargers. It's got a Bluetooth music system. I'm intentionally playing this muted because they're playing like super annoying loud techno. Yeah. And I don't mind techno, but this is like it's almost it's that, almost like it's a parody. That kind of techno. Yeah, it's almost like a parody. Like if they were like, "Hey, let's try to find the most annoying." I mean, that's really cool. I agree with you. Pong is a weird. Like, I mean, give me some Miss Pac Man or something like that. Yeah, something I mean, has, uh, you could like that's the that's one of those uh, emulator projects I've always wanted to do, but I just don't have all of the the patience and the woodworking skills and all that shit. But you could build an emulator into a tabletop. That has like all the Pac-Man games and Centipede and you know all the the, the tabletop games of yore. Yeah, essentially, uh, which is basically what they did, but they made a fuck. much fancier version of it and just did Pong. And I, it's not, but it's not really a video game because it's using like magnets and that Pong that puck is yeah. actually moving around, which yeah. seems like at some point that would break. But I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's very cool looking. Yeah, uh, it's cool. It's just I, I I'm kind of agreeing with you in the way of going it. Pong is a game that can get old. Like it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. They it's just, neat. It's neat. You'll fuck around. It's a around. conversation piece. I guarantee you, if you bought it for your home and you had a roommate, you guys would play two or three games almost immediately. Maybe, uh, maybe one game. Uh, it's possible you get up to two or three games, and then every time somebody came over, they'd be like, "That's kind of cool. Can I play?" And you'd be like, "Fine, we can play some pong." And you play you, another game. With I that. think you would get a lot more. I you especially. I think you would get more use out of the refrigerator coffee table than you would out of the pong coffee table. I think if you could have one of your uh, fine female companions mm. over mm. and not have to get up to refresh her beverage, 
Because I know you. I know when a lady is coming over, you have – if you've been out with them before, you remember what the drink order is. Mm-hmm. And you always have it usually waiting on the table, you know, mm-hmm. on, the, on the little thing on sure, the station sure. in our kitchen, sure. waiting to go. Mm-hmm. If I told you that there was a product where you could just open this drawer on your coffee table and be like, plink, pour, there you go, bitch. I think you would enjoy that more than you would enjoy this. Uh, I can't really think of a. I mean, look, in my own apartment, the the distance from the coffee table to the fridge is like ten feet. So I'm not. I don't really. I wouldn't. That is wouldn't time that out. you could have been playing with titties, Mitch. You say that. <laughs> I I do say know, that's exactly what I'm but saying. I got plenty. I got plenty of time. It's it's never. A, do you? You're 38. You've been drinking a lot. Oh, I, I don't mean in a, you're talking in a, in a lifetime sense. I'm, I'm merely saying that evening. Like, uh, we're talking about two things entirely, two different things entirely. What I would, you know, if I what I would want as a coffee table, I think would be like a pinball machine. Would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. That That'd would be, be very cool. That would be fucking sweet. The problem is, of course, every time you have somebody over, you got to listen to that fucking noise for ding, half ding, hour. Ding, yeah. <laughs> And you'd be like, ding, ding, yeah, ding. yeah. No, okay. Whenever you're done with that, uh, <laughs> the stick ain't gonna suck itself. All right. Do you think women would really be? Uh, I mean, actually, that's what am I saying? That's that's yeah. a terrible thing yeah. to say. No, I know a no. lot of women who I, like pinball. Some women are into, you know, some women really don't like video games of any type. But I do think more women like pinball than standard video games. Okay. I think I think everybody likes a little pin. I don't well, no, I realized as I said that I went when me and when me and the wife, my wife, when we went to 82, they have a full room of arcade games and a full room of pinball. We did not leave the pinball room right. but to go into the arcade room where the bar was and get more drinks to go back to the pinball room. Yeah. That's so, a, I mean, I think I, and saying, my wife liked pinball. I I think everybody likes a little bit pinball, at least a little pinball. Yeah, no. Like you, if there's a pinball machine there and it's and it's it's free play. Everybody's going to oh, give that it. thing won't shut up all night. Everybody's going to give it a shot. That won't shut. Yeah. I mean, at, at at eighty two, it's fifty bucks a play, and you still sometimes have a hard time finding an open machine. And they'll have fifty bucks a play. Fifty cents. Oh, said <laughs> fifty bucks. I was like, Jesus Christ! Does it give you a handy? It does. Some two porn stars pop out the side and get out the lotion. You're like, I don't even want the game anymore. This is, this is fine. Another one sits on your face. You're like, Massive. I can't see, but I don't mind. Uh, then it would be worth the 50 bucks a play, I think, at that point. <laughs> Just don't ever hit the ball because then the play lasts forever. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's the way you do it. Just before you come, you pull the, the stopper. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you get a nice metaphor of balls rolling and such. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there was – I went to a – I went to a eh, – not really a party, a shindig. Uh, eh, visiting some friends in Phoenix once and it, we went to this dude's house and it was probably 10, 15 people there and he had a pinball uh, machine in, in the living room and the dude, you know, I, I played a couple of rounds of it. I was like, this is this is awesome, you know, and I, I don't remember which one it was. I'd never played it before. I think it was some Wild West thing or whatever and then he got on the thing and I was like, okay, yeah, now you've played this a few times and uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, the thing is I love it but, you know, I, it, it takes up space. I'm bored of it. You know, I've already gotten all the high scores like, you know, yeah. really, you know. I well, can't really play competitions I, I, with people and he's like, I'm trying to sell it but nobody wants to buy it. See, here's the thing. I, I've always said – I because I've been recently tempted to jump into the uh, pinball market and buy myself one because I love pinball. I really yeah, yeah. do. Uh, 
They do make emulators for them as well. Where yeah, you get but a big no, I, I need, I need, I the, like, there's something satisfying yeah, about you need, that. You need the thing to rock back say, at you. I would more likely want to sign up for a service where they're like, you pay a hundred fifty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. We leave a pinball machine there, and if you want to switch it out in a couple months. We'll come pick it up and drop off a new one from our inventory. Or if you want to buy this one because you love it so much, you can buy it. But I, because I do agree. I think that, like, listen, Terminator 2, I think, is still the highest selling pinball machine, uh, at least in the U.S. It's one of them. It, it's up there. I know, yeah, yeah. I know FIFA's way up there. The, uh, the, uh, the Adams family. The Adams one. family one Simpsons is way up one, there. Simpsons course. one is way up there. Aliens. The old Indiana Jones one, not the new one. Sure, sure. Uh, there, there are quite a few. Apparently, the current top seller is the newest Aerosmith one. Ah, I, I, which is like, I played the Metallica which is one, also which saying is really like, good. you know, it's also saying like they. <laughs> There was probably three pinball games released in the last five years, so it's like really you're not you're not bragging that much. You know whose pinball machine sucked, and it's not surprising they have a pinball machine because holy shit, marketing Kiss wow. terrible yeah, pinball, yeah. No, terrible sure. pinball machine. Yeah. Well, they've got they've probably got ten of them. You know, they yeah, probably to do a new one every two years. That would be I, that's a good idea for a service. I'm surprised somebody. I mean, I, I do a service like that called Turning Art. Yeah, you. I remember yeah. that one where it's you get a you get a frame. And you pick a print and you, you put the print in the frame and when you go, hey, I want another one, it's just like old school Netflix. They send you the new print. You swap it out. You yeah. send back the old print. Uh, thing is I've had the same print in there for four years. So yeah, like, yeah. You know, whatever. But well, you really liked that print though. I was I know, surprised you didn't just buy it. I, I uh, should have, you know, a long time ago and just canceled the service. But here I am $8 a month later. But uh, <laughs> no, but, I'll start using it a lot more like, you know, coming up because uh, I'll get one for the living room and, and you yeah. know, in my new place. But uh, but yeah, that, that be, would be that would be a good. That would, right. Because as much as as much as you might like Terminator 2 and as great of a pinball machine as it is. Yeah. yeah. Three months of having it in my living room. I'd be like, man, I want to get FIFA in here. Right. Sure. Uh, you the don't want to switch it up. The difficulty in that, of course, the is, Iron Man one is really good too. I mean, what you'd have to do is, yeah, I don't know, because it's such a it's a pain to move those things. If there was a way to just swap out the top and in the leg state or some shit, like it sat on top yeah. of a table, that would be much easier. Uh, I don't think you could do it for 150 bucks a month. I think it would probably like it, it's. This is obviously a luxury service, but at a, well, actually no, maybe 150 bucks a month that would be about. I mean. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, you know, we're, but the, the for quest, that you the, could pay for shippers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is uh, you have to be based how, in a city. How difficult is it to set up a pinball machine? I don't know. How difficult is it to connect the backboard to the center console? Essentially, it's not there. From what if I it, understand, if it plugs right in, cool. Yeah, ship the fucker. But if there's if there's any connecting of wires and shit, then that's a whole night. Well, no, that would have to be the deal with the services that you do all the servicing on the machines. You send them a machine that is ready to just be plugged in. Yeah. And they plug it in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, not a bad idea. It, it just, you know, I don't know. Let's, let's look into that. Let's see if we can find a, play, we find a place that has a shit. I'm out of curious if this exists. If it doesn't and one of our listeners feels entrepreneurial, please set it up in the LA area. You will have one customer starting off. <laughs> at the very the, least. At the very one. least, you will have one very loyal customer. Well, there is, there's a, there's a similar, only insofar as a weird, uh, rich people monthly service. 
um, that is uh, – I don't remember what it's called, but it's ten grand a month. Raya? <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's uh, – I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's $10,000 a month and uh, you – the these technicians come and basically make sure that all your equipment is prepared and it's a box. For that price – a drunken Brian Dennehy should yeah. come into <laughs> Well, here's what it does is for freezies, as much as you want for that ten grand, this little box in your living room plays first run, still in the box office, four K five point or seven point one surround movies. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> if you're like, well, why don't you ever see celebrities just go to the movie theaters? That's, that's why. That's there why. Because <laughs> they got a $10,000 a month setup at home. If you're paying that, fuck it. I'll make the popcorn. <laughs> you know? If you're doing that, I, I feel like you have a popcorn machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You absolutely have a popcorn machine. Now, would you, given you had the money, was is that something you would do? I mean, I know you, you don't like to go to the theater very much, as far as I could tell. We have one of the greatest theaters in the world just down the street, and you almost never go. I, You know, I, I don't mind. It's... Would you would you use that service if you had the money, or would you I, go? I don't I, watch enough first run movies. No, I feel like I would it. because my main issue always with like, at least with that, I'd go. <laughs> well, I could smoke my bong. <laughs> well, it's not just about being able to smoke my bong, which is very important to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But it's also about the fact I, when I'm in a movie theater, I feel trapped. Like I have, it's rare that I've ever walked out on a movie because like my Jew blood won't let me walk out on something I paid money for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only I've only done it one and a half times, and there have mm-hmm. been several other times I've wanted to, but I've just done that whole like, well, I'll give it a chance, I'll give it a chance. If I'm at home, I have no qualms of putting something else on. If mm-hmm. that's the case, so yes, yeah. I would. Li- if I had if I had ten thousand dollars a month disposable, fuck you, money. Yeah. Now, given this this service comes after I've bought myself. A uh, Lamborghini Aventador. Yeah, sure. This is coming. Well, by at- this, oh, come. How dare you assume that the Aventador is still going to be when you have that kind of money? But that's all right. <laughs> you, are you planning to strike it rich in the next six months? And I don't know about it. Oh, well, I'll yeah. stick around if that's the case. I want to <laughs> see this ten thousand dollar a month system <laughs> and the pinball uh, thing. Um, well, I remember they they talked about for a little while there was there was discussion of being able to allow people to rent box office films for I think it was like sixty bucks a pop or one hundred and twenty dollars a pop, some shit like that. If you remember, like I, I kind of remember that they've talked about that over the years. We have the technology; we can rebuild it. But <laughs> for whatever reason, it just never actually hit the market. I actually, mean, we was, don't even need to rebuild shit; we just have to do it. Yeah, I mean, and I I think it was. I, I remember a time when it was three months away where a company was like, yeah, we're ready to do it this summer, you know, and there might have there might have even been one film that was released that way. But, you know, for whatever reason, maybe well, it's there have like, been a few films in the last year that like I maybe forget, it's like, well, it's much what, easier to set up, set up a 4K camera like a, a GoPro in your own living room. To, I forget to what the deal was that made this films. come across, but there were a few movies that the day they came out in theaters, they were available on direct TV for money. Okay. Well, maybe that's maybe that's maybe it already is, and we just it's just it's, it's not no with fanfare. it's not with everything. No, no, but, but I'm there saying, are a few films that I've right. Seen it's that just way. it's just not enough fanfare. We don't really care that much. You know what I mean? Well, it's also usually uh, usually with smaller budget indie films, right, art house right. film. You know, and kids movies, of course. Yeah, well, 
All right. Um, moving along, um, Lyft, uh, on, on what has sometimes been referred to as uh, Internet Douchebag Day, April Fool's Day. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. Amateur Comedian Day. Yeah. And uh, there was, you know, a lot of tech companies like to get into things. It's an it's a easy way to get free PR for a day or two. Um, so Lyft doesn't seem to understand how April Fool's Day works. Um, <laughs> Google gets it. Google will – pretend to make products and put up a whole website for it and all this different shit. And that's that's good. That's the way you do it. Um, Lyft decided to uh, pretend to make an April Fool's wearable uh, glove with a thumb that you stick up in the air. And when you stick it up in the air, it calls a Lyft driver at the time, which, OK, funny idea, April Fool's, ha, ha, ha. If you just left it at this video, call it a day. But they actually fucking made the thing. <laughs> <laughs> they made like a hundred of them. No. Yes. And like gave them out to a bunch of tech reporters to try out. And they were like, yeah, it works really neat. Um, and they're like, ah, April Fool's. And it's like, no, no, you you actually made, you made this. You made the product. What's Where's the joke and it's also a stupid fucking product. Well, you're going to carry that around yeah, what? for the sole purpose of hailing a lift? It's, 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 it's twice the, ultimate... the size of the average phone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, it'll never come to market, and that's the joke, I guess. But it's like, but you actually made them, Lyft. You made them. It's weird. They just don't understand. <laughs> All right. Okay. That way, I mean. Yeah. To put it in in the – like. Last year when our friend Jim Kellner got married on mm -hmm. April Fool's Day, mm -hmm. if you remember, nobody went to his wedding but me and Sydney because he called all of us on April on April 1st and was like, me and Lex are driving to Vegas. We're getting married. Please come with. Please believe me. And no one believed him. But I believed him. I'm like, we'll go to Vegas. Now, if he had offered to pay for my hotel room, did, and then said it was an April Fool's joke, that's a shitty April Fool's joke. Well, no, that would be a really – that'd be like awesome fucking free hotel in <laughs> yes, Vegas. I mean, it, I mean but you get what I'm saying. It's it, a weird it, way to do it. a weird yeah. way to do it. Yeah. If he'd done it the way he did, I paid for my room and then when I got there, he's like, no, we're not getting married. Ha ha, you're in Vegas. Pay no, that room. would be a dick move if you waited until <laughs> you paid for your hotel and then he was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling I'm chilling couch side back in L.A. What are you, who believes anybody on April Fool's Day? Yeah, that'd just, be a dick. Why would you – that had to cost them at least a million dollars. To make those hundred things, uh, I don't think I'm. Let's million. say a quarter million. That even they in in developing hundred thousand, hundred thousand. That's still yeah, yeah. You know, it's a very expensive April Fool's prank. But and and that's again why and what, not a prank. Yeah, and also kind of not a prank. I look. You I don't, made a product Lyft that worked perfectly. Yeah, and then told us you weren't really making the product because the product is stupid. It yeah. has no need to exist. Yeah. But just in case, here's a real <laughs> They just don't it's 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 the people you know what I mean? It's like, do you understand what we're doing here? Okay. All right. I feel like God, you know, some not to say nerds sometimes don't know how to make jokes, but sometimes nerds don't know how to oh, make no, jokes. No, no, no. That's uh believe me, the the if you want to see awkward nerdiness at the height of its awkward nerdism, uh uh watch any video that Microsoft put out before like 1995, actually maybe even 98. Like they did, like you know, 
they did, dressed up as like rappers and rapping about the new windows, you know, Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer doing this, you know what I mean? Or like trying – you just dumb shit where they're like, oh, we're going to sing a ballad or whatever oh, God. to Windows 98. Uh, just the dumbest shit. It, it's just – it's awkward to watch because you're like, what? Do you guys think this is funny? I don't understand. Do nerds re- – like, ah, yeah. Yeah, Good. like now, now it's everybody's a nerd and whatever, and nerds are accepted. And you yeah, know, but there's a difference between nerds and nerds. Well, yeah, like, you're, you're borderline Aspie. You know, that's what we're talking. <laughs> that's what we're trying to say here. Just above the spectrum. <laughs> that's what you're. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about just people who are very smart and know gadgets. You know, or yeah, are no. like really into comic books. We're talking about you know, like the the retainer and okay, so you know. That but kind of they, you know, uh, I mean that yeah, that's a stupid. That's a that's that's not even April Fool's joke. That yeah, is, it's, that is was literally just a waste of a bunch of people's time. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so I I have to imagine whoever were like was putting the thing together at some point went to see it and goes. Now you do realize once we make it, it's not really a joke anymore, right? <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> That'll be hilarious. Okay, I because. All right, because it ceases being hilarious once we're spending a bunch of our money. Yeah, yeah, it would be hilarious if we just made the video. Yeah, yeah. But so we need to make, at least make one while we're at it. Make ninety nine more and make them functional. <laughs> yeah, that's the other part. If you just made them look like that and they were just little plastic toys, fine, cool, whatever. They made it and in fact, functional. All you really had to do was put a Bluetooth chip in the butt in the in the bitch and and connect it to your phone and you push a button and it does it. But no, this thing by itself. Does Jesus oh, fucking? I don't know. Maybe that technology will come in handy one day. Maybe they'll, you know. Maybe no, it won't. I, I no, know. it won't. I'm just gonna say it now. No, it won't. All right. Probably not. Probably no. Not. It's stupid. I mean, you know, you never know. If they can get the technology down to the size of uh, sunglasses, then maybe it would be. Well, yeah. Even then. All you right. Had, you had three bad ideas: the product, <laughs> the joke, and the execution. All three bad ideas. Well, we're talking about Lyft, aren't we? Okay. So that's free advertising. Okay. Maybe that's the way they look at it. All right. So this is a weird one. There is a there is a, a, a dildo vibrator toy, if you will, that has a camera on the end of it. Um, <clears throat> so that's what a cervix looks like. Yeah. It has a camera on the end of it so that if you put it up inside of your hoo-ha or your butthole, uh, you can film what's going on inside of there. Now, this is not for doctors. This is like – for cam girls and stuff like that, people actually uh, people actually use this. It seems odd to me. I didn't know the fetish for seeing inside the pussy. I cannot was stop so... staring at the cervix. <laughs> yeah. I can't stop. I'll, I'll explain what Alex is looking at in a second. <laughs> for now, I'm going to get it off the screen so he's not so distracted. <laughs> it's odd to me that the fetish for seeing that far gynecological view of the pussy is that like – Broad and widespread that a company was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put the camera on the end of the dildo, and people are like, yeah, let's buy one of those. I remember when internet it seems porn. Odd that like, I know? remember when I first discovered internet porn. Uh, I, I can't even remember what the year was. Right, low those many days. Low those. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, 99. Yeah, late 90s. Somewhere in the late okay. 90s. I was an early blossomer. 
Uh, well, hardly. <laughs> but uh, I try try ninety four, motherfucker. Try well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I was, I, I, I want to say it was midnight, closer to mid nineties and late nineties. But you yeah, know. yeah, that's fine. Well, what? no, see, I, that's it, it, at the time I thought I was late to the internet, and then it's funny to talk to people now, and they're like ninety four. I was like, yeah, I was making websites at ninety six, and they're like, and like so was Google. You know, but there was there was a website which I feel like so many kids started their jerking off to called uh, I think it was called Ultra Passwords. Basically, mm, like they, sure, they hacked sure. a bunch of passwords yeah, yeah, yeah. for pay sites. Yeah, there was for sharers, yeah. There was always, 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 always <laughs> on the once they had those live cam links on there. There was always a button specifically for dildo cams. I don't. I don't I remember. remember I remember it so specific, and I even remember clicking on it once and being like. I don't know why I'd want to see this. I, I like I could, that was I missed that. Like I always saw it. I never I always clicked on it. I never really jerked off to it. It was it, much like the cervix. It was just like I was always kind of just mystified. Yeah. I was like so that's what the end of my dick sees. Yeah. But just but I'm saying I I I did I did not know that yeah, I didn't know they were making these things. I didn't know there were people watching these things. I didn't know people were live streaming the shit. Uh, somehow I missed the boat entirely on all of this. I mean, do you really want to stick your dick in something and have no idea what's going on inside of there? Oh, it's curious. I mean, you know, it's interesting, but I've seen that footage before, like a long time ago. I've seen that. I've seen the one no, where all these years ago, Yeah, I've seen the one where they put the camera inside the pussy facing out and seen the dick pounding away and seeing it come. And you go, oh, that's what that looks like. All right. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So oh, weird. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, whatever. It's interesting. I, I it's not. It. It's not arousing at all. It's just. It's like, well, that's interesting. That's what that looks like. But I didn't. Again, I didn't realize there was a market for it to such a degree that. Well, anyway, the reason we're even talking about this is that each one of those dildos uh, sets up its own uh, Wi-Fi network, uh, so that you can connect to it and stream from it and things like that. Um, as these things go, most people don't bother to log into the Wi-Fi network and change the default username and or password, which is, I believe, admin and password. Um, so if you are uh, able to hop onto that Wi-Fi, so you'd have to be in Wi-Fi range, uh, you can just hop right on, go into the Wi-Fi there and take control of the thing, you know, and watch the stream, of course, which, you know, if you're in a suburban neighborhood, probably not a big deal. It's unlikely your neighbor's going to bother trying that. But if you're in, say, an apartment complex, your neighbors are able to look at your pussy any time they want. Or uh, presumably, if you just have it up on a shelf, watch you, I would I would imagine. Huh. Right? I mean – Yeah, no, I guess that would make sense. I mean it's just that whole thing like I, I'm picturing this guy in a van just driving by apartment buildings, sitting in the back with his computer going, is there a dildo cam there? No. Dildo cam there? No. Dildo can't. Oh, no. And to right, like just right. keep it on driving past apartment buildings. And so it's like, there's the dildo cam. Fuck, she's not using it right now. Right, well, I'll right, sit here right. and wait. Well, it's a frightening thing because, you know, so many cam girls uh, value their privacy. They use fake names. They don't publish, like, even their zip code. Their Amazon wish list goes to, like, a P.O. box in the next town over. Shit like that. I mean, I, I you know, being, a, being somebody who has to approve models for amateur porn – uh, I can't tell you how many models try to sign up without an address. And I'm like, we need your address. And they're like, why? I'm getting paid through PayPal. And I'm like, well, we need it for tax purposes. Well, I'm in Germany. Okay, fine. I guess. I mean, 
what if we ever need to send you something? We need like a physical address. It's like a thing, you know? We need your real name. Sometimes they change their real name on the thing. I'm like, your name doesn't match your ID. Well, I'm not comfortable using my real name. We don't publish it, obviously. We yeah. would never do that. But we need it for our fucking Legal record keeping, yeah. you know? We 2257 laws, as they call them. Um, so I would imagine. Is that the fucking laws? No, that's the porn laws. It's, that's the fucking laws. Okay, sure. All right. It's basically if you're naked on the internet, um, you need to be able to prove that you're 18. That's basically what it comes down to. That old thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, imagining – I'm just thinking like how scary it must be if, I, if I'm if i a cam girl and I didn't know about this and I live in a metropolitan area in a large apartment complex and I'm going, oh, so like when I take that thing out of my pussy, everyone can see who I am and – Obviously knows within a couple hundred feet where I live. But wouldn't you, like, when you're done with it, unplug the fucking thing? Turn well, it off? I, I mean, if you're if you're live streaming, you know, you're, you're I mean, making I get, cam dollars, I guess you know? Why would I guess you not? that's my whole thing about this, why I'm like, I get that it's like, oh, my God, they can do that. But I'm also like, okay, so you'd have to be within range of their Wi-Fi mm-hmm. while they were using it or wi- and it was on. Presumably while it's on, but who knows? I mean – if it's battery operated and there's a way to just go, okay, turn off the camera, that'll save a shitload of battery power. It could still emit a Wi-Fi signal for several days without needing to be recharged. And if you were able to tap into that Wi-Fi network, you could just turn the cam on remotely. So yeah. I'm just – you know, look, it's it's a – this is the it, it comes to the problem that we're having with the internet. And I don't think the dildo cam has a red light to let you know it's on. <laughs> who knows? You'd, you'd hope. One would hope. But, you know, who knows? Um, but this is it, – it gets to the larger issue of the internet of things. It's they're, – they're so imminently hackable apparently. So many things are like, yeah, we connect to your Wi-Fi or this has its own Wi-Fi or whatever the fuck have you with very basic, if any, security whatsoever – to the point where like botnets are created out of nanny cams and shit like that. And it's just you know, it's the unfortunate thing is that there's no real there's no oversight committee for this. There's nobody checking to make sure that the security is standards up to, you know, does it have AES two fifty six bit encryption? Or does it just go, fuck it? It's a coffee maker. Well, I guess it's it's that problem of uh and maybe I'm wrong um, in making this assumption. I the more security you put on something like that, mm-hmm. the more difficult the setup of it will be once when you've purchased it. Correct? Presumably, but yeah. I, I mean, mean there's, way, in, there's in ways the, around it. In the it. general scope, that would that be odds on yeah, yeah, correct yeah. statement? Well, I mean, yeah, but there, there, the thing is there – Here's here'd be an easy one because I think I think that's the thing I think most of these cam girls would be like oh I prefer a plug and play dildo cam to okay, a okay. high user setup dildo cam Let, let's let's pro- I, I could propose a very simple setup that would be ex- yes I enjoyed using plug and play in that analogy. I again uh, <laughs> you must be very proud of yourself um, here's a very simple one that you could do is set it up. Right off the bat with 256-bit AES encryption, which is free, open source, ready to roll, no problems, don't have to pay a fucking licensing fee, don't have to worry about shit, easy, done, whatever. When you set it up, I show you, let's say, 40 pictures. And I say pick the picture that you want to represent your password. They're randomly generated. Every device has a different set of 40 pictures. You pick a picture. 
I take that photo. I uh, I, I run a hash on it basically, which which means I, I figure out how many bytes the thing is worth or yeah. whatever the hell have you. Figure out something like that. Run a, a preconceived uh, salting and hash against that. Which creates a very long password that you yourself would yeah, never. We, we talked all about this when we had the Edward Snowden conversation right. about the salts you, and the, yeah, yeah. Right. You, you as the user would never need to type in or even remember the password. But if I were hacking your shit, I would need to pick from. They're going to be randomly generated every time you go to log in. These except 40, for the one that you've chosen. Except for the one that you've chosen. That one's going to be in there, and thirty-nine others that are not your fucking picture. Now that, you couldn't brute force it by way of uh, – you couldn't guess the password. So that's – which is already going to take out a shitload of hacking attempts. Just uh, security through obscurity in a sense. Um, then if you're trying to guess it, after you know four guesses, just fucking no. You're locked out. Fuck off. Now you need to call our hotline and reset the thing, you know, and we'll need some information like the serial number on the back of the thing, you know. Or you know whatever the fuck. Or when you set it up, we're you put in your email address, something like that, where it's like, okay, we're going to send you an email, tell us the numbers that are on there. Which is what I had to do uh, with Amazon because to log in my Amazon account or my Amazon server account, I should Dude, say. I, I feel bad for that call center in India getting all those calls from the Midwestern wives. They're like, I forgot the password photo on my dildo cam. Feeling quite flustered right now. I'd love to get my rocks and off. Yeah, but you know. I need to get. I need to reset my password. Okay, we'll take care of this right now. <laughs> All right. So, what I'm saying is, uh, uh, yeah, for 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 my Amazon server account, I have to use uh, the this Google Authenticator. It's just one of many thousands of authenticators I could use, but I trust Google enough to hold on to this information. But essentially, I, I think I've shown it to you before. Uh, I, I I go into the app. Uh, and it generates a six-digit code every 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. You, you so told me about that. So for yeah. Stripe and Amazon, it generates a, a, a six-digit code every 30 seconds that's valid and works. Without that six-digit code, I cannot get into Stripe or Amazon. I just can't. Yeah. I'm fucked. Um, now, idiot me, when I got my new phone, I didn't bother to set up the authenticator before throwing away the old phone. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> one day I go to check into my Amazon server account to set up some new service. And uh, it's like, hey, we need that six-digit code. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll use my auth- – oh, fuck. <laughs> well, now I'm screwed because I can't it, I can't tell it to, to – to, hey, I've got an Amazon account. Start and authenticate it because the Amazon account scans a code. But you couldn't use that for this because nobody wants to go through an authentic authentic – Authentication? Authentication process to fucking use their dildo every time. Well, I'm not even talking about your dildo. I'm just saying the Internet of Things in general. There are so many easy talking ways. About the man inserting himself in places you don't want him. Right. Well, if you're ta- – look, if you're going to put something on the fucking Internet, it better have fucking good security. It's end of story. Really, well, yeah, that's true. As far as I'm concerned. I I'm remember that saying, was your big pride with the trench coat was uh, you were like, it's secure as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Still hasn't been hacked. I mean I'm not inviting anyone to do it, but hell, I got nothing to do with that anymore and so it has nothing to do with me. But yeah, same. You know, it's a, it, it shit's secure and solid and we're good. Um there are easy ways for this. If you're making consumer devices, it would it would it's somewhat trivial to spend a week of developer time in between how high resolution can we get the pussy cam? In between all that shit, spend a week on development 
of a secure but easy to use system. And feel free. By the way, steal my idea with the picture. I don't care. I think other things have already done that. I'm just saying something where somebody doesn't have to remember a complicated password. If you let people pick their own password, it's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, so do you, 90% of the time. So do you not agree though that like, the chance of someone actually being able to hack onto one of the – like being within range while you're using it, uh, you have – like you think that the chances of that perfect storm of all of that happening – I kind of have more of a feeling like if that perfect storm of things happens – Congratulations. You get to see the inside of a vagina. I feel like it's such a hard thing. Haha, <laughs> hard. Uh, I feel like it's such a difficult thing to accomplish. Well, it says actually. Even with no security. It says actually here that if you were able to be within range of that Wi Fi device, you could then, because you have the master password, you could tell it allow remote connections and then you do not have to be anywhere near the damn thing oh okay well then all right okay fair now, enough, fair now enough. Ad- admittedly who knows it's possible although unlikely but it's possible uh there is a greater than non-zero chance that uh a greater than zero i should say greater than zero chance that there is a woman or man out there who has purchased the thing and their partner is remote or travels a lot and they're like, well, I'd like them to be able to look at my butthole or pussy uh, when they're on the road. So I'm going to open up remote connections to Steve. Well, you think – And if you did that, well I, – But I would think most of the times those videos you're sending to your loved ones are more like the ones that the, the WWE star Paige had hacked this uh, last month. Where it's just videos of you putting things in your butt, not the video of the inside of your butt. Right. Well, again, that's why I'm confused. Did you hear about that, by the way? You told me about it. I'm confused by by the proliferation of that particular, uh, you know, cavernous idea, but whatever. I mean, I'm not here to judge. (laughs) We've we've got our things, and believe me, I certainly, you and me have no room to judge anybody's fetishes. I get that. Yeah, I don't don't fetish shame, you know? We're good. You're not here to cast aspersions on anybody's asparagus. No, sir. (laughs) Not your asparagus, not your persimmons, not your rutabaga, in fact. Uh, But... I'm saying if you're saying allow remote connections, you're saying it's live. So you go, yeah. oh, you could watch it live. They're not recording it or anything. They're just watching it, you know, on their phone or their whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's going to be people that opened up remote connections, and those people are fucked. Well, not necessarily. If you if they set a proper password, then they're not. You yeah. Know what I mean, o- ostensibly. Although, who knows how well this thing prevents brute force attacks? And that's another thing you 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 have to worry about. Brute force attacks are are that's fucking number one. Brute force attacks, obviously, is when somebody uh, tries a thousand passwords a minute. You know, yeah. The simplest thing to protect against, the least common thing that's protected against in the Internet of Things world. Uh, for whatever fucked up reason, they rarely ever block brute force attacks. I mean, is the, is there a technology theory? And if not, I would like to uh, submit it. Okay, that. As soon as you put a computer chip into an object that did not before have a computer chip, there will be a Russian dead set on hacking that thing. Mm, Maybe I, that's a terrible thing to say, a Russian. There will be somebody. There will be a, uh, somebody's going to try to hack it. Somebody's going to try and hack it. That's, that's na- I mean, we say. saw the news story on the guy hacking the car where they shut the guy's car off on the fucking George Washington Bridge where he couldn't pull over. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think that's safe to say. I don't know that. I'm sure there's a law for that. There's always a law for if if it's been talked about on the internet. Somebody's got a law for that. 
Um, I don't know what the law would be. We can call it Mandelberg's law for the <laughs> for the case of this podcast, for the sake of this episode. Mandelberg's law: if you put a computer in something, someone's going to try to hack it. I, I it's yeah because there's we've had so many of these stories about stuff where it's like people are hacking things that you go, well, what's the point of hacking it other than to see if you can? Well, I mean, the big thing in in the '90s was can you put Linux on it? That was, I mean, yeah, was, I remember you told me about that. You know, it, it it goes all the way to the light bulb joke. Is like how many Linux programmers does it take to screw in a light bulb? And it's uh, just one, but he's going to want to install Linux on it. You know, yeah, because it, I mean, I'm telling, I remember weird things in the '90s, very weird th- digital cameras and shit, just weird stuff where they were like, yeah, but I got <laughs> got Linux running on it, and you're like, it's a it's a pager. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. You know, <laughs> poor K White. Yeah, it's a it's a video camera. It's a whatever. Whatever the hell it is, they were like, if it's got enough, you know, internal memory to support the very small, basic install of the BSD, then I'm going to put Linux on it. And I was like, okay, but what can you do with it? Well, I don't know. Make it blink. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, very very similar to that. I'm standing by Mandelberg's law. I think that that is. But we can a call real... it that for the sake of this podcast. We are. I'm All calling right, it Mandelberg's fine. law. Damn that's it. fine. I don't. I have no problem with that. And feel free to use that out there in the wild. Um, the Jew law of technology. Yeah. Well, okay. We're going to start. Mandelberg's law. We'll stick with Mandelberg's law. Mandelberg's law. <laughs> I'll I'll pull up the Wikipedia on it one day. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> So this uh, next one is a, an app made by the devil himself. Oh, God. Uh, called Rentberry. And uh, it started in a few Target test cities, as you might imagine, New York City and San Francisco, whereby uh, you go to look at an apartment and you're like, OK, $1,800 a month. That's cool for a closet if we're talking about New York. Um, You'd be lucky to get a closet for 1800 <laughs> in New York. Well, you know, it's a sublet. <laughs> So you're like, okay, $1,800 a month. So you contact the landlord and the landlord uh, goes, uh, so what's your opening bid? And you're like, well, it says $1,800 a month. And he's like, okay, so your opening bid's $1,800. An hour later, some guy goes, I'll do 19 Well, now you got to beat that dude's bid. <sighs> the other part of this that I – That's such When I was telling oh. you about this earlier, the other part of this that – I mean there's so much to it that just is fucked up and wrong. Um, another, uh, landlords, you know, obviously sign up for this thing. When people want to place a bid, they submit a, a, a full background report as well. Now, if you think well, that, you have to do that to apply for a, a an apartment, anyways, kind of. Uh, yeah, but this is like a full, you know, before they they don't meet you in person, nothing like that. Now, if you think this won't greatly favor the white race <laughs> who boy are you living well, in a naive fucking world yeah that'll be the end of renting to black folks i can tell you that um you, the the moment they're like i'm um, sorry jackson Mm-mm. that's a new go so it's a photo and background information and it's run through these systems done for the landlord now it gets even more fucked up than that because well, and, and I will I will double that down, kind of throw my own people under the bus. Most landlords in New York are Hasidic Jews who are just some of the most racist, right. sexist, fucking bigoted people I have ever met in my life. Uh, They're going to love this. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this, this is right up their alley. They would use the shit out of this. So they used to – what they used to do is charge the, the renter once it went through uh, – a $25 fee. 
Instead now what they're going to do is charge 25% of the difference between the asking price and the agreed upon rent. Whoever received the better deal pays the fee every month. Yes. So let's say the landlord asks for 1800 The bidding goes up at 2000 That's 200 bucks. 25% of that is what? 40 bucks? 50 bucks? 50 bucks. 50 bucks. So because you're overpaying for your rent, uh, you owe well, an no, extra 50 bucks a month. Or no, no, I guess at that point, no, I'm sorry. At that point, the landlord, the landlord would be paying $50 a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if you ended up for this $1,800 a month paying, paying $1,600, yeah. you're actually paying $1,650, which, yes. $1,625, but yeah. No, because they're still talking about 200 bucks. No. Oh, 18. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which, I guess, yes, you're getting it for a lower price, but no. <laughs> I sincerely well, he, doubt the bids are ever going to be okay, but that he, far here's under. Where, here's where I will s- submit this, and I'm not saying I, I feel one way or the other. Uh-huh. It's, it's just presenting uh, the facts of what I know about trying to rent in a city like New York, for instance, is you can't get an apartment in New York without a renting agent. I told you about this before. Sure. Who you have to pay an exorbitant amount of money mm-hmm. just for the chance to look at apartments that you like that doesn't even guarantee you're going to get a place to rent. Mm-hmm. And some people I know are paying like 5 grand mm-hmm. to a, a renting agent to find you an apartment and then you'll find the apartment and the apartment's going to be like 2200 bucks a month. Uh does does that like in the time how it takes, does this affect that? Well, I that guess I'm economy? going. All right, so I'm paying an extra fifty bucks a month, or the landlord is, or whatever. But we don't need to pay this big, huge chunk of money to a renting agent. So is it evening out? Well, I, because I, listen, I agree. We should get rid of the renting agents because they are making housing in some of these cities fucking impossible to get. I know a lot of people I, – I mean I I have a lot of family in New York. I have a lot of friends in New York. I go there all the time. Uh, I have friends who have lived there their entire life mm-hmm. and have never gotten an apartment on their own because of what a pain in the ass it is. And they could afford it. Well, look, they could afford to get an apartment on their own, but they're like, oh, the hassle of the, the- renting agents and this and that. I'd rather have a roommate, someone who's already dealt with all that shit and – share a a two-bedroom instead of having a one-bedroom or a studio to myself. The closest thing we have to that out here in L.A., and if you've never been to L.A., uh, and I don't actually... Stay away. We don't have enough apartments. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's weird because I haven't seen one of these signs in a while, but it's possible that I just haven't been looking. But when you're looking for an apartment, or at least up until two, three years ago, if you were looking for an apartment or a house, uh, the amount of times you wanted to go look at that house and outside was a sign... They said Westside Rentals with an 800 number. Well, Westside Rentals is gone now, but – Okay. Well, then there you go. But up until just a few years ago – It's now free. I think it's like rent.com or something like that. I think that, yeah. They probably got bought out. But for, for a while there, uh, because it worked out really nice for the landlord because they paid the landlord out of your fee yeah. to Westside Rentals. They paid the landlord I think 200 bucks per app, per uh, move-in. Yeah. So uh, it used to – it was a real fucking pain in the ass because you'd go to an apartment complex. You could see the manager sitting, sitting there in their fucking office and you'd go to walk in and they'd be like, oh, yeah, we just, you just got to call Westside Rentals. And you're like, I'm right here. Yeah. I'm right here with cash. Mm-hmm. Let me look at the fucking place. Now you got to call Westside Rentals. 
so you call Westside Rentals and you'd be like, yes, can I get the phone number for the place I'm fucking standing right now? And they'd be like, okay, yeah, that'll be $50 for a three-month you know, membership. And it was a it was weird extortion fee kind of bullshit. Yeah, no, we use it to find this house that we are in now. Yeah, because otherwise, because there was no other fucking way. Yeah, no. The, after a while, everybody was like, "I'll take that two hundred bucks for finding a renter. I don't give a shit." Yeah, and they'll they'll uh, you know weed out the people that don't have any money. Or when my mom it, because it was before Westside Rentals was out of business. When my mom rented the house that she bought next door to her, she did the same thing. She used one of those agencies that paid her once they found yeah someone to move in and. So, I mean, you know, anything that favors the landlord is going to be a real fucking pain in the asshole. But, yeah, this this is the devil, uh, this, this fucking rent-berry horse shit. I shouldn't even say the name, honestly, because I don't want to give him any money. But, you know, he, he's got that libertarian, the market will figure itself out bullshit. That's what he's – that's what – yeah, I, don't, I don't disagree with well, the theory saying, of this when he was app, first, no, but when the he was, execution I do disagree with. When he was first starting out, he was almost bragging that rents would only go up maybe about 5 percent. And as it turns out, that's exactly, exactly what happened. On average, rents went up at least 5 percent across the board in every city that it was targeted, which of course that's how it goes, certainly in those cities. I mean – would I like it if a place that I was looking at and was going for two grand a month uh, turns out I could get for eighteen hundred a month? Sure. Odds of that happening pretty fucking slim. Yeah. In a in a crowded marketplace, I don't think that's. I I, I think it favors the person who's like, I want to move now. I'll pay an extra fifty bucks a month. I don't give a shit. I think it favors that person. Yeah, it favors people with more money. Yeah. Which, of course, renters want. You mean a yeah, rent, land, rentee, landlord, rentees, landlords, yeah, sorry. Sure. Landlords want, yes. Uh, anyway, the devil, just the devil. Like I said, I, I, I'm not jumping full on with the devil thing. I, I, I think that the execution is certainly Luciferish, but Luciferian, Luciferian, yeah. But uh, the idea, I mean, much like many libertarian ideas, uh, the theory is wonderful. The execution is a catastrophe. No, I don't. I don't know if the man's libertarian. I'm just saying his argument no, sounded the, the, very. The, it, it, it is that free market will figure it out. Bullshit. Yes. I never trust that. No, I, I was absolutely referring to that. Yeah, yes. no, it's it's a very libertarian idea. Of yeah, the market the market will figure it all out, and I'm like, yeah, but if <laughs> no, Pep- it won't. if Pepsi's putting out soda that kills people, it's got to kill a few people before you realize it's killing people. So yeah. there's the problem. Yeah, way, way to go, market. Uh, here's a just a quick one on uh, on Boing Boing. I'll put the link up on Riffopolis.com so you can investigate it yourself. This is a real thing. There's a company that's a nonprofit um, that sells a uh, that doesn't sell per se. You can join this uh, Calyx, isn't it? K C A L Y X. They're a nonprofit, much like the uh, EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. They're a they're a nonprofit uh, internet rights and advocacy group. Um, when Sprint bought a huge chunk of the 4G wireless space throughout uh, the country, one of the deals uh, that was struck, uh, one of the conditions of the deal with the government was <laughs> uh, since you're taking these airwaves away from public space, you need to allow nonprofits to utilize the space. And uh, so this company, which is a nonprofit, is in fact allowed to use Sprint's entire 4G network. So uh, you make a donation of $500. They give you a 
uh, a 4G portable uh, hotspot. It's it's uh, about the size of a, a Game Boy Advance, let's say. You yeah, know the, the yeah, I remember yeah, or the this. Nintendo DS, maybe. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than that, but yeah, it looks it looks about. I this. think you were right on with the first one. Okay, well, anyway, so. Small enough, not in your pocket, but it could go in your laptop bag without a problem. Yeah, if you're on the road anyways, you, you have a travel bag, it'll fit. Sure, you. yeah, it'll go in the glove compartment. It's small enough. But with that and with your donation, uh, which recurs at $400 a year, unlimited, unthrottled, untethered, free and clear 4G LTE service all year long. Anywhere you go, as long as Sprint has a connection there, as long as you can connect – to their admittedly not the best network, but pretty damn good. Uh, as long as you can connect, free and clear. If you're a power user, this doesn't work at home. This is this very much seems no, like something I'll where bet it's you, like. Well, it's certain in our home, I'll bet you it works. I fine. don't. I don't think you would be pleased with the level of service that this would give you. Oh no, no, the speeds would. No, no, we get 350 megs down here and 25 up. Yeah, yeah, no. I I need a I need a monster. Uh, Connection, but your average individual, I think, if you're like certainly, if you're a if you're one, just streaming a few movies, yeah, you know, if you're every living in a one bedroom apartment and mostly what you use your laptop for is fucking email and Facebook, porn and, and porn and Netflix, you could actually probably just use this hotspot. Um, the, the important thing is that it's unlimited and unthrottled. That's something you don't get anywhere else. Truly unlimited. Uh, the person, in fact, writing the article for Boing Boing, uh, managed to. Uh, do what was it? Uh, yeah, uh, unlimited as in I downloaded sixty gigs with mine and it didn't break a sweat. So sixty gigs is quite a bit on a mobile network. You know? Yeah, I don't. I, I have a four gig per month plan on Verizon. I, I never break it, as you might might surprise you. But I don't do a lot of data when I'm not on a Wi-Fi network. Um, but sixty gigs, whoo, that's that's some serious shit. Um, anyway. I feel like if, if I feel like if you had this product and I was coming to knock on your hotel room door because we had uh, press to do at six in the morning, I feel like every time I knocked, I just hear you in there, "Go away, I'm baiting." Like you, you just no. you'd be baiting all day at the hotel. You do know I don't really watch internet porn. Yeah, I know you don't. It was just <laughs> fine, certainly amateur. When, certainly when I'm on the road and I'm sharing hotels with people and stuff, I don't want to. I don't want a chance. I'm gonna get caught mid bait. Uh, mid baiting. But I, yeah, it doesn't. That, that's the that's the number one reason I would use this. Certainly, if I toured more often, this would be on the top of my uh, you know tax write off list. Uh, for bur- business purchases because not only on the actual road when I'm driving, but um, good lord that this country's Wi-Fi, uh, hotel Wi-Fi. That's uh, no, the worst. It's just <laughs> every fucking hotel. Hey, sign up for an account. I mean, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we'll, you, gi- we'll give you 10 megs. Yeah, and they're like up to three devices. What the hell does that mean? Who gives a shit how many devices, motherfucker? And of course, every device has to have its own weird, stupid login. It's a fucking nightmare. So to to go to a hotel and hop on a nice, unlimited, unthrottled four G uh, network, free and clear, that would be worth it. That is worth it. Anyway, uh, check that out. Check out the link. Yeah, I, I mean, and we did the we did the math for our monster uh, service. We're paying about ninety a month. We said turns out about hundred. I just <clears throat> paid it earlier, about one hundred and ten. One hundred and ten bucks a month. Mm-hmm. This works out to thirty three dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
with a couple, you know, quarters. Am I ready to throw it, that yeah. 80 bucks another way and get slower connection? No, but it is pretty neat. And certainly if, if, if you're if not you travel it, a lot, it, it, it's a great oh, yeah. investment. If you travel, it's it's the greatest invention or greatest uh, investment you can If you spend make, as I much imagine. time on the road as you do at home, which I know it's not a lot of people anymore, but there's still those people. I would think – I think if you go – if you stay at a hotel more than three nights a month, it's worth it. Yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah. 33 bucks a month? If once a month you have to get on a flight, whether for – for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, this is what Oh, it. God help you if you have to use that fucking go-go Wi-Fi horse shit. Oh, Jesus. Why? why? You want to talk about the market will work itself out? Fuck you. Go-go oh. Wi-Fi is going to be my new when people talk about the market works itself out. I'm like, explain go-go Wi-Fi. Go ahead. <laughs> fucking explain that shit. Oh, airplane Wi-Fi is – there, there's a fucking joke. Oh God! Because at that point, hey, do you want trickle down speeds? We'll bend over, Sally Mae. Because <laughs> here amount, comes the gravy. They flight. have the audacity on the one on uh, Virgin right. flights, right? Where they're like, "Hey, man, it's like eight bucks for the whole flight." And you're like, "Great, great, I, I would love to do that." And they're like, "Oh, no streaming video." Like, so then what's the fucking point of the – great. I can check my Facebook news feed for fucking six hours on this cross-country flight. But if somebody posts a funny video, I'm fucked. It's it's the dumb – it's like why put these fucking weird – The only reason on you'd it. get that is so that you could watch your Netflix on the plane. Exactly. That's the only reason you would purchase that. Thankfully, Netflix does allow you to download things before you leave. You yeah. can do you can do things offline now with Netflix, but yes, it, if you can't stream video, go fuck yourself. Why are you putting these dumb restrictions? But again, the market's going to work itself out. Uh, yeah, cross country flight, go go so Wi Fi. Average average price cross country flight for go go Wi Fi twenty seven dollars. Fuck your nuts. Yeah, twenty seven dollars. No hand job. Literally, no ball, literally no ball beat your own nothing. testicles with a ball peen hammer. Yeah. Anybody involved with go go, right? And if the market works itself out, well, where's the fucking competitor? Where the fuck is the competitor? Please. Anyway. I mean, is it weird to use that whole theory? Like, I, how, how stupid is the theory where people go, wait a second, we're closer to the satellites. Why isn't the signal better? Uh, or is that a fallacy? It's, yeah, because it's not, that's not how, we don't get our internet, you don't get your 4G and such like that necessarily from satellites. You get them from towers. The towers ping, ping the satellites, but the towers do the do the damage for you. It's not yeah. the satellites. So being up in the air does suck then. Yeah, yeah. Also, you're in a, a Faraday cage in the sky, so it's kind of hard to get that connection. I mean there's no copper in there. It's not a true Faraday. No, I mean not literally, but I'm saying that. Because oh, yeah, I work at – there's one of the stages I work on, one of the sound stages, is a Faraday box. And it's a pain in the butt because every time we go in there, they give us the static bags that sure. we have to put our cell phones sure, in because sure. the – Cell phones will get into the gold uh, right, right. wiring on the microphones, trying to find signal, and you'll hear the popping. And well, for a long time, there was the there that was, was more of a problem with three G. Then once they upgraded to the four G LTE, that became less of a problem. But. There, there was a there was a thing for a while. Uh, I don't know how conspiratorial one wants to get, but you you could make an argument that it was conspiratorial. That uh, it was in fact the cell phone companies and not the airlines that specifically were like, no, 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 don't let people use use a cell phone on the plane. Tell them to turn it off. Because while you were in the air, your cell phone was constantly switching to another tower because nobody travels that fast. Yeah. You know, so you don't need to switch towers that goddamn fast. All of a sudden, you'd be pinging fucking 40 towers every 30 seconds. 
and and the cell phone companies were footing the bill. Not a huge bill, but you know, eight cents per person on every fucking plane and all over the world. So they were like, dude, this is thousands and thousands of dollars a day. I just flew back from Vegas, and I'm going to tell everybody listening, I was so fucking hungover. I forgot to put my phone in airplane mode. We didn't crash. Oh, no, no. They don't care. <laughs> it's not actually an issue. It's just that they kind of kept that around because the cell phone companies were like, no, 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 dangerous things maybe. It's it's again it's it's borderline conspiracy, but it is a true thing that happens. Is Here's the weird thing: you're actually, switching towers. So I often. realized halfway into the flight, and I was I actually had decent service. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't have to go that. I mean, from fucking L.A. to Vegas, you don't have to go up into the goddamn stratosphere. No, yeah, <laughs> you could taxi that. All right. <laughs> uh, in in lighter news, Google made a thing called YouTube TV. Now this is uh it's thirty five channels. I believe, um, or maybe it's 50 channels. May I try to remember? Hold on. Let me find. Um, um, yeah, for $35 a month. I'm sorry. $35 a month plus $11 a month if you want either soccer or Showtime. Um, and it's 50 channels. Unlimited DVR in the cloud, which is kind of nice. Um, and and the channels, by the way, are not not like YouTube the cloud, channels. Ain't that thing that keeps getting hacked? <laughs> <laughs> Google's cloud has not yet. <laughs> you can also share it with up to six people, they say, in your household. And I'm like, well, but if I'm allowed to watch – you're also allowed to conduct remotely to it. I'm like, well, how do you know if they're in my fucking household? Let's be fair. you know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean obviously they say in the household for terms of service things. Hey, you shared it with your friend across the street. Fuck you. Cancel. I'm guessing. Um, and you get a you get a free Chromecast with it when you sign up for one month. Um when you actually pay for a month, you can try your first month free. Uh, you might be excited about this, though, Alex. Um, uh, the MLB Network, all the games, all the games you want. That's kind of cool, but no Comedy Central. Uh, does not look like it. No. What is this? Is it the Country That's Music the CW. Network? That's Country. No, just the CW. Okay. Uh, FX, FXX, uh, CNBC, ABC, Fox, NBC, uh, ESPN, ESPN Two, ESPNU. Yeah. Pretty neat. Sci-fi. You get a certain amount of access to YouTube Red stuff, apparently. It's a little confusing. Uh, oh, and thank God, that. Fox News. Yeah, exactly. Thank God for that, right? Um, but Oddly enough, the only 24-hour news... Oh, no, CNBC's there, too. But no MSNBC, no CNN. Uh, uh, no, you're right, yes. Uh, NBCSN... It that's, seems a, that's, to be, that's NBC Sports Network. It, so that's it seems to me, oddly enough, uh, very often, it, it seems like most of it is triggered towards, there's so many sports channels. It seems for the sports fan, uh, uh, well, cause, which uh, is odd because... No, no it's know? not, and here's why. Uh, I mean, nowadays, so many people are, I think, gravitating away from cable providers because of how many streaming systems there are. And like With Hulu, you can watch shit the day after it airs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are switching to that, but the big complaint for a lot of those people is going, but I can't watch any sports. Right. And I, I, I mean, here's the thing. I pay a big-ass DirecTV cable bill because I want to be able to watch my NFL Sunday ticket. I want to be able to watch all the games on Sundays mm-hmm. during the football season, although you know that, that's starting to go away a little bit more, my feelings towards that. That's another conversation. But that being said... That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Uh this I feel like this is for those people who are deciding to switch to a digital only television package. Okay. 
and going, but I still want my sports. Mm-hmm. And then what they did was they threw in the most watched channels, which are your USA's, FX, uh, your most watched cable channels, plus the networks. Right. Well, the, the reviews I've been reading on most, most sites, most tech sites are saying, yeah, it's not bad, essentially. Their, their full review, usually they put it in the headline, is it's not great. But it's pretty damn good. And another one I saw was it's a if you're an MLB fan, this is the only this is the only game in town. I no mean the, lockouts. The thing is, you could have including this. So if you did this, Hulu, Netflix, what's the next biggest one after that? That's a subscription. I don't know, CISO maybe. CISO. Okay. So 40, or well, no, technically Amazon Prime. I guess. Okay, let's be. go Amazon Prime. That's a better one. So that's a hundred dollars a year. I thought it was seventy five. I don't know. I thought it was a hundred, but maybe they lowered the price. Although it depends, I suppose that they probably way, let's call it a, let's call it a hundred bucks a year, which <laughs> averages out to. I'm cu- I'm curious if they have like a prime that's just for TV. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I don't. I think you just have to have prime. You would think. Uh, yeah. Am I right there? Uh, I'm finding out. I don't. I don't have an answer for that right now. So I'm very curious. Uh. I don't think you'd be able to do a sign up, are you? Prime price. Price. Let's see if there's a price for just the TV. What is the yeah, hundred dollars a year or eleven dollars a month? So so eleven so eleven dollars a month for that plus thirty five a month for uh, the Google uh, the Google TV plus nine dollars a month for Netflix. Yeah, and eleven if you want Hulu ad free. Uh, Plus eleven. That equals sixty six dollars a month. Sixty six dollars a month is bad. cheaper than every cable bill you will like standard cable. There's not a yeah. you can't get a Direct TV package for that much money a month for that little for that little uh, uh, money. Yeah. So this is the service. The, the, the bitch of it is all right. Take take uh, my next place for example. I'm going to be. I'm going to have a Time Warner cable package. Probably. Yeah, you'll be forced to by your provider, by your apartment building. I mean, no. I, I use Time Warner Cable for my internet connection because it's the only fucking one, really. Oh, I, mean, I was just saying most apartment buildings, they don't let you put a satellite up. They're like, no, we do Time Warner. Just you have to get that or you get nothing. Right, right. That's true. That's fair. And I, I, I'm actually not sure if there's an option for DirecTV or UVerse or things like that. I have seen satellites on top of that particular building, in fact. Um, some buildings allowed, some don't. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Or, or, or my, my old building, they were like, you could put one up, but you have to pay seventy five dollars a, a yeah. month to rent the space on the roof because <laughs> yeah, it's so precious space up there because of all the rentals. <laughs> uh, yeah, or you know, you got your FiOS, Verizon FiOS, but I don't think that was available in Hollywood at the time. Maybe it is now. And then there was ATT Uverse, which now, of course, is Directv as well. I mean, they bought Directv, so it's going to be it's going to be in that package. That's where the difficulty comes in because yeah, this is all great and happy, but at some point you need an internet connection to use all of it. And guess who you're paying for that? Most of the time, your fucking cable company. Yeah, you know. Or or a phone company, but that's one of those things where you go. You'd have had that anyways. Yeah, but you'd have, you, can you get a can in you a get modern just day, an internet connection that like I pay what you know, what whatever one hundred and ten dollars a month for just the internet connection, but when I had internet and cable, I paid less. One of my favorite lines from the new movie uh, Doctor Strange was he, he's going he's in this monastery. Uh-huh. That he's just gotten to, to, you know, learn and train from this great master, and they show him his room, and the guy hands him a piece of paper, 
And he looks, and it's got words scribbled on it. He's like, what does this mean? He goes, it's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. Mm. <laughs> so like, it's that theory of everybody has like, – internet is now considered, I believe, by um, – who. it's not the EPA. Who uh, – maybe it is – I forget. I forget who decided this, but it was that whole thing of like it's what considered human, a basic. It's human considered right. a basic human right. Barack Obama specifically mentioned in a speech that it should be and pushed to have it made that. Yes, but then we got the drumster fire. Well, yes. <laughs> so that law never went into place. It never went in. Actually, nope. okay. Well, alas, Congress is very lazy. Yeah, I can see that, and they're not real big on you know things um, that Obama <coughs> put forward. They're not real big on things that people who give them hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to not say saying those things. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's we're we're a long ways off, and and again, we've got a drumster fire. Uh, <laughs> is this is YouTube TV? Is that something that you? Uh, well, I don't know. You're too much of a TV watcher. None of this would appeal to you. I no, it, it, it would. Here's, it's not. I'm not what completely you, what against the fully digital package. Okay, my would, issue will always be sports. Okay, what would it take for you to switch over to the the aforementioned uh, $66 $60 plan? Or throw in an extra five bucks so you get that CISO and you get every Saturday Night Live and you get a bunch of other shit. Throw in an extra 15 bucks. I have every football game done. Done. If I could do that digitally, which I can't, Mm -hmm. done. I am am off television. Okay. Well, you can do it. I mean, WWE is all digital, right? Yeah, they're all digital. Uh, What's the subscription on price on that? Uh, nine ninety nine a month or something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, that's what you bought, right? Yeah, you got that through the Apple TV. So. Yeah. Okay, so that's we're at least throwing ten bucks on there. So now we're up to seventy six. You're saying for an extra, but here's the thing: I have that there? anyways with cable because I can't watch their pay per views on cable. Right. Like that's the only way to watch this. So I'm not counting those things that I'm paying for anyways because. There well, was, no, no, it's about I'm talking about replacing the, Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about replacing the cable, taking away that and what I would need to supplement that. Right, exactly. So you would still you would need the ten dollar a month subscription to WWE because that's something you want. Well, like I said, I'm not counting that because I have cable and I still have that subscription. Okay, but we're talking about <laughs> you're still you're still talking about what would your bill be a month for all the things you yeah, want. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. That's I, I the get entirety what you're saying. of what yeah, we're yeah. saying. So your, your, yeah. So the, the NFL is the only thing that you're missing. NFL is the only thing I'm missing. Because okay. right now, I already have the MLB package. I can watch every MLB say, game on my phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is now you were talking about premium. I don't, you don't really watch HBO, Showtime, things like that. But if you did, those are each, you know, five bucks or eight bucks a month or something like that, right? HBO Go and, uh, yeah, something like or that. Or HBO Now. I think it's HBO Now and Show Now. Yeah. No, Show- I think it's HBO Go and Show Now. No, the Go is the one that we have because we have DirecTV and we have an HBO package. Oh, now okay, is the okay. one that's like if you don't have that. Oh, okay. I get what you're and show, has, show Go is Same HBO thing, Go yeah, and yeah. Show Now is – yeah. But YouTube TV for $11 a month will throw in the Showtime package. I'm like that's a bit much. $11 a month, you wouldn't pay that for cable. Like on cable, if you wanted to add Showtime, you're not paying an extra $11 a month. I think that's what it is actually. Yeah, I, think I, about, I, th- I don't think that's They usually throw them in packages. Off. Well, but you're also getting They do all the usually Showtimes. throw them in packages. It's usually it's like, like you, get, you get HBO and Cinemax in case you want to you know, jerk off to softcore after sure. 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, all those bored housewives, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So Flick the bean to some little, you know, softcore pornography. Okay, uh, in good news, and we haven't talked about Apple in a while. Hey, that's true. Yeah, so this is a very st- 
strange departure for Apple. This is a very strange thing they did uh, like mm, April 4th. So a little over a week. Well, yeah, not even a week ago. A week ago, give or take. They held a uh, private press event where they invited tech bloggers predominantly to this uh, discussion and they told them, hey, guys, we haven't given up on the Mac. A lot of people think we gave up on the Mac. We haven't given up on the Mac and we have not given up on pro users. Pro users are still very important. Sure, it's to felt us. like they have. I know. I'm with you 100%. I wrote a whole rant about it when I built my latest Hackintosh on Facebook. It's a very boring post. Theoretically. Don't even bother. <laughs> What do you mean theoretically? There's nothing illegal about it. I don't it's, care. I mean, it's te- it's, well, gray, if it were illegal, it's a gray area. If it were even if it were, if it were illegal enough that Apple gave a shit, there's entire websites where there's hundreds of thousands of users saying like, "Yeah, so my Hackintosh this morning. I've got four of them." Like you know, if you're if you're looking to throw out lawsuits, you could get any of those websites shut down like that. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, point is, uh, this is exciting. Actually, they. Uh, two things they did that that Apple does not do. Uh, one, uh, held a press release to talk about things they haven't even made yet, hmm. which is actually three things they don't do. Uh, two, and this is a fucking weird one, they just basically cannibalized the future of all Mac Pro sales until they release a new one. Essentially. Yeah. If you're telling me, hey, we're making a new Mac Pro expandable like the old school. Oh, wow. That was a big thing. They're yeah. like, they want to be Open able to expand. System. Yes. People want to be able to expand and add on uh, expansion ports and, and add on hard drives. Well, they've, been, they've been against that for a long time. Well, I mean, I mean not the, in the with pro the G, models. With the G5, I, I was about to say, I take that back. Because with the G5, like you could open up the box. Well, no, the first Mac Pros. Up until the trash can Mac Pro, and the Mac Pro was the only one left that was expandable. Once they made the trash can Mac Pro... Yeah. That was the that was the end of that, and that and that, that was after the G five. I remember the G five like that yeah, was yeah 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 no. And the G and the first Mac Pro looked like a G five. It was just called the Mac Pro, yeah. if you recall. Yeah, I do. So um, they're saying they're going back to that. People want that. That's and they care about their pro users. And they uh, so so that's two. Third one apologized. They did not see where the puck was going. When they built the Mac, the, the trash can Mac Pro, and I'm not saying because it's a piece of trash. I'm saying because it looks kind of like a futuristic trash can. I think it's a gorgeous looking machine. If they were cheaper, I would have fucking perfect, five of them. A perfect cube. Yeah, it, and the cube, another one, gorgeous fucking machine. Anyway, makes a great Kleenex uh, dispenser. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, they at the time were they put two. Uh, fucking super high-end uh, graphics cards into that Mac Pro. And at yeah. the time, to buy each one of those graphics cards on its own was like two grand for just the card. And they yeah. put two of them in each fucking one and put them in parallel. And they were like, that's what people are going to want to do. Nope. Turns out, no. They, people you know, just buy a bigger, badder graphics card. And graphics uh, companies... Uh, graphics cards companies, your NVIDIA's and your uh, 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 ATI and things like that, um, they have have also kind of pushed away from the idea of using slightly underpowered graphics cards in parallel for just making one massive fucking machine of a graphics card. So Apple's like, eh, we fucked up on that. Yeah. Okay. We thought that people would That's want – That's rare for Apple to admit they fucked up. I'm telling you. So it's a lot of weird things. But they, they held a press conference. Uh, John Gruber of Daring Fireball who uh, – I wouldn't say he was a friend of Steve Jobs. But Steve Jobs referenced uh, – They were acquaintances. 
he would reference things that Gruber would talk about on his website. He would yeah. reference them in like Apple Press events, for instance, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Um, and so he had he had a certain level and still has a certain level of access at Apple to like rumors and and press events. Certainly they invite him personally to press events. He gets all the latest shit free and clear for a few weeks before it comes out to do reviews and stuff like that. You know. And he's a good reviewer. He doesn't, you know, he's been accused of like kissing Apple's ass, but he will absolutely hand Apple uh, their asshole when they fuck up. And he was amazed by this whole thing too. He was like this is all unprecedented for Apple. But yeah, they don't usually announce something that they haven't already built, tested, and yeah, exactly. are ready to put to market. They're, they're, classically, they're a ship that links from the top, and yeah. this is a the case. They did leak from the top. Like you know, Tim Cook was there. You know, Phil Schiller. Uh, they were there to, talk, to to have the conversation. But that's the good news. Uh, the good news is they're going to make a new Mac Pro. They they learn from a mistake. A It'll huge be seventy five hundred dollars. Who without knows? a monitor. It'll be expandable. It's ready for pro users. They're refocusing on pro apps again, apparently. Uh, bad news is uh, it will not – they will not release it until mid to late 2018. Well, it's not that. That's it's not a that year far. away. I mean, yeah, it's a year. I'm saying if you're, if you're right now – I mean I, how long have you had this iMac? Uh, four and a half years. Okay. So it's – you're, you're – it's, it's, getting, getting, it's yeah. getting towards the. You're getting to the point where if there was an alternative that worked for your budget and requirements, you'd probably get a new one. Yeah, right. You hear this news, you go, "I'm not touching it. I'm not doing. I'm not buying a Mac for another year and a half." Yeah, is that safe to say? Well, it, it, I'm certainly. I certainly am curious what the price. They, they are putting. They're putting out a stuff. new. They're putting out a newer, faster, better iMac in a few months. Yeah. They did announce that also at this. Okay. Well. So you know. There's another thing. I, that's I, that's and that's always why I felt like Apple has played everything so tight to the chest. Because as soon as you, if you announce something before you're ready to release it, yeah, you are you cannibalize the sales of what's currently there. Yes, yeah, no, exactly. no one's going to buy what's there right now. Yeah, or if they are, they're going to expect it at a wild discount. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which they did actually. They did they did a speed a spec bump on the Mac Pro and dropped it by like I don't know. A thousand bucks or something. All right. Well, then, if that's the case, I don't have a problem. I, I don't think that's a problem then, because the people who go, uh, "Oh, I don't care about the new one. I'd rather get a good deal." There, there's still plenty of those people. Yeah, and and those people right now might be happy getting. A, I don't a thousand might be. I'm sure at the high end, maybe they did drop it by a thousand, but they did drop it by a considerable amount. Enough and that they it's gave noticeable. It a, yeah, and they gave it a spec bump. So you know enough to where. Yeah, if you're in the market for – if you bought one last week, I mean, you know, sorry. You're pissed. <laughs> you know, whatever. You uh, fucked up, bro. <laughs> Although Apple has been usually pretty good. It, within 30 days, if they change something within 30 days of your purchase, you can usually trade it right in. Yeah. You can usually get the latest, you know, right away. Uh, or they'll give you a discount or that they'll, is, they'll it give is you some money cool, back. That is, that is good to know. I like, I like that Apple's finally – They've been doing – I mean they've done that for years. They've got a lot of – if you I don't know if you recall when the first iPhone came out. It was it was the most expensive fucking cell phone yeah. in the world. It was fucking stupid expensive. And then fucking six months later, maybe three months later, I don't know what it was. It wasn't that long after. I want to say six months later, they dropped it, like cut it in half. Yeah. And people were like, what the fuck? And Steve fuck. Jobs came out and he's like, you're the bleeding edge. If you're bleeding edge, you're paying bleeding edge prices. Yeah. Well, and I mean, people thought he was a fucking asshole and he gave everybody like a $200 Apple gift card. Everybody who bought an iPhone, they was like, fine, here. I, he, it's, it's a smart, you know, smart move. But yeah, I, listen, my dad, who has a full professional editing suite at his home, 
uh, with all of the latest programs mm-hmm. and hardwares that have come out, but he's still rocking his CPU that's, I think, eight years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was when the last Pro Mac came out. Well, I just replaced my old Hackintosh that was uh, seven years old. Well, but that's my dad. My dad, for someone who has worked exclusively on a computer for the last 28 years, uh-huh. knows surprisingly little about how a computer – like he, yeah. he's an editor. He knows how to use his right, software right. that he's been trained on. And sure. other than that, sure. I'm surprised he can print things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to build a hack. I'm just saying that – that, But that's the whole thing is that the those good news, people, those professionals, they're all rocking systems that are ne- closer to a decade old than they are new. Yeah, and and that's the that's where Apple has extremely dropped the fucking ball. The good news about computing in this day and age, and I, and I can remember having you know used computers in the nineties. If you remember in the nineties, every three months, hey, this one's twice as fast, and you were yeah. like, "Fuck you!" I just the fucking plastic wrap still on this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like everything you bought, you knew at, a year later. Everything was twice. I as feel. Fast. I remember was there was a. I remember there was a Dell commercial, or I wanted. No, it was CompUSA back when they were still a right, thing, right. where they had the commercial of the guy coming outside with his brand new computer, and then they roll up the billboard that talks about the new one that's twice as fast, and he just throws that one away and runs yeah, back inside. Yeah, uh, yeah no, that, that was a thing. That was but, a thing. But these days, these days, it's very, very common for somebody to have a five-year-old computer and not and not be like, oh my god, this fucking pile of shit. You know? Yeah. No, that's very true. I mean, you've got this one four and a half years, and it's running oh, fine. It, it runs as good as new. Yeah. It's running fine. Uh, my MacBook Air is six years old, I think. Five five or six years old. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no problem. No problem there. I mean, you know, it's faster today than it was last week or <laughs> the last time we did this show. Uh, but I also gave it a little uh, gave it a little upgrade and reset some caches and stuff. You know, I'm a nerd. Whatever. Point is. Uh, okay, so moving on real quick uh, in news with uh, Uber and Lyft, bad news here. Massachusetts has a law, state law, that um, ride-sharing services have to uh, – if you're, if you're going to be a ride-sharing uh, uh, operator, dri- yeah. dri- let's call it that, uh, you're going to be a driver for a ride-sharing service. Uh, you, two background checks, one through the company and one through the state. Uh, in doing that, they found in, a, in amongst uh, – uh, let's see. Out of 70,789 70, applicants, 8,200 of them uh, were uh, ineligible. And some of the reasons they were – It's like 10%. That's not that bad, is it? It's a little more than 10%. Is it 72,000? 70,000. Se- okay. Let's so say 71,000 and 8,200. Let's call it 13%. 8,200 divided by 71,000. Yeah, eleven and a half. Yeah, eleven and a half percent. Okay, uh, but we're not talking like some of them. It was oh, you have an expired driver's license. Fine. Yeah, cool. I know you yeah, shouldn't whatever. be allowed to do that. Right, but I mean, whatever. That's not a big deal. Go to the DMV. Wave, waving your dangling kids. Most you shouldn't be allowed to. Most of them. Most of them DUIs, uh, and then a larger than I'm comfortable with number sexual assault. And uh, burglary and armed robbery and things of that nature. So wait, these were eight. Let me let me clarify <laughs> this because I need to make sure that I'm understanding this correctly. Yeah. 
<laughs> these are 8,200 people that mm. Lyft and Uber cleared. Yes. That the state said no to. Correct. That's bad. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I was going, where's the problem yeah, in this no, story? There no, it is. Yeah. There it is. Because of the law, the law went into effect January 1st. So if you were already driving for Uber and Lyft, you had to sort of re-up by yeah, yeah. getting the state background check. And those people who re-upped, these 71,000 people who had to go through this process, 8,200 of them Ooh. can no longer drive for Uber and Lyft based on the state's laws. Uber and Lyft were like, sexual assault? Well, come on. Yeah. Everybody's a free pass for rape, you know? Just one. Look, it's just like we've all been drunk. I, mean, I don't it, know. How do you how do you not find that out in your own background check, Uber slash Lyft? I'm just curious. Yet another one of the Mandelberg laws. Uh <laughs> Uh, because you can't add more. I know I can't. I guess this has to be a different. This is will be the Alex law. Uh, I mean, you could say every you, person I true. have asked this specific question to hmm. has had at least one story of knowing someone of knowing someone who knew somebody who has been sexually assaulted in an Uber or a Lyft. Mm, assaulted or like harassed? Harassed? Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say anything any. Uh, Unwanted sexual advances all the way up to actual assault. Up to and including, yeah. Up to and including. Sure. Yeah, you don't have you you could you can't throw a rock at this down without hitting one of those. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I it's so And 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 that's where it's, I'm like, why don't we have that law in the books? I want to know if I'm <laughs> got a fucking rapist driving me around. Here's the here's the question though. I don't think that that like uh, I don't think taxi drivers go through that much more of a background check to get a taxi la- license. I don't know what the laws are for taxi. I would love to – let's look that up. We'll, we'll revisit this issue. I don't know. I suspect there probably is quite a rigorous thing because you're – you know. but I also – I don't know. It might sound odd. I'm not as concerned about that for taxi drivers. They've got uh, accountability. But doesn't Uber and Lyft as well? Like they know who's in, they know who's in whose car. So I mean now this is unfortunately the problem of like punishing after the fact instead of preventing a crime. Uh there's no way – if the person gets out and they're like, my driver raped me, Lyft can be like, your driver was Robert. You, There you go. The, so the accountability is still there. Well, I mean I'm saying with a taxi cab driver uh, – It's terrible. We don't want to be – you know. No, no. Look, like, I'm saying for a taxi awful, cab, it's, it, it's, it's awful on all sides. That's, we're now we're even, not even yeah, discussing no. the awfulness of it. We're just talking about uh, repercussions. A taxi cab driver, you know where the man works or woman. You know where they work. You know who they Equal report opportunity, to. I like you've that. got the you've got they've got a boss. They've got a check in. They've got a taxi cab number that they have to use. That number, you know what I mean? They they're not just switching cars as they see fit. I mean, probably Uber and Lyft aren't either. But but that, it, once again, I was about know. to say it's kind of the same thing with Uber and Lyft. It's like. If I'm Robert, I'm driving on my account because I want my rides to get me my money. So right, yes, but I, I, I'm just—it's—it's it's a little. I, there's at least one step removed where you now you have to contact Lyft to get that information to then call and, the and, police and try getting someone from Lyft or Uber on the phone. I dare. Apparently, you. Lyft is a little better about that. I yeah, don't know Uber. Uber. Know. I've never met anyone who's spoken to somebody from Uber on the phone. Oh, I do. I actually met a girl uh, in Fresno. That has uh, – who, who's got three years of free Uber rides because um, the driver tried to finger. 
well, yeah, that'll get you a few free rides. Yeah, yeah. So she was she was extremely pissed. She got him on the phone. She fucking spent like a week trying to fucking go through all this shit. Finally, and I'm saying like with a taxi cab company, you could call the police and say, yeah, it's yellow taxi. I called this particular number. Driver's name was Assad or whatever the fuck. But couldn't you theoretically do the same thing with the Uber? You get out, you're like, I just my Uber driver tried to finger me. His name was this. Right, uh, right. And that's the thing is, and he was driving she, this she car with me. She you didn't have to. the car and the license plate number. Uber wasn't doing anything until she got the police involved. Whereas a taxi cab company, you could just call the police and they would take care of it. Yeah. I yeah. think. I don't, I mean, I suspect it'd be much easier because they could just go to the company and say, hey, this particular cab, blah, 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 blah. I, I, like, I, oh, this that's is something I might research for our next episode. Yeah, by this all is means. really. This is like it just I, it's obviously thing, yeah. all scary and terrible and wrong. I guess I'm just wondering, uh, were we increasing the risk for people in Massachusetts without this law on the books, or would these assaults have been happening in other way? Like it, it's, I get I I don't want to like simplify it down to well a rapist's going to find a way a way to rape, but it, it like that's kind of I guess where. Well, I mean, it, I'm kind of asking that question of, uh, did we are we facilitating them raping? Would they have done it anyways? Uh, I guess it's not what they've done it anyways. Are you wondering the recidivism rate of these drivers? On the one hand, maybe this is the argument. Maybe, I don't know. I don't one, even know what I'm trying one, to say. It's just really of, fucking confusing. One part of the argument that one could make is that it doesn't do society overall good. To say, oh, you've been to prison. Now we're taking away every I, chance I, I you have. I agree with that completely, okay. 100%. So on that regard, that part, yes. But the tricky part, of course, and and it turns out only 51 were alleged sex offenders. So that's, that's okay, good. That's, 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 that's good. That's, that's a small number. It's not a good number. It's a better number than it could have been. Yes. Uh, they said hundreds of turns turned down because they had serious crimes on their record, including violent or sexual offenses. Now – Okay. I th- there is a that's that's the part. Do we how much of a second chance and what kind of people get? Obviously, drug crimes. I'm not that concerned. I think yeah, most no. most Americans. I think uh, if you by, by if you haven't numbers, been picked up by, for weed when you were in high school, yeah, most Americans have have by poll numbers uh, said whatever. Let them you know. Let's give people a second chance yeah, to have yeah. drug offenses. So let's just call that a foregone conclusion. Which ones do you not give a second chance to? Now, for me, I say uh, anything involving uh, child molestation, fuck you. Uh, here's the thing. If I, I can I, take your dick away, then okay, maybe we can have a conversation. I, I would I would agree with you. I mean – Chemical le- castration, then we can talk. Merely to play devil's advocate, I go, most people who are ordering Ubers are not children though. Uh, but even still – I'm sure a mother, make, mother and her kid probably have definitely taken an Uber. No, that's and you could and, safely, and, even, and even saying that I know tons of high school and middle school kids that you know their parents are like, oh, I can't get there to pick you up today. Call an Uber. Yeah, and, so, and you put it on the so parents. That's curve. not that's yeah. not completely. Yeah. And, and most of the time of. that we're talking about child molestation, we're not so talking, I kind of rescind my own argument. We're not talking uh, when people hear child molester, they think of eight year olds. It's, yeah. it's predominantly under sixteen. It's yeah. like from eleven to sixteen. That's the thing. Now, the tricky part about that, of course, is that I also want a reform on the laws uh, for, uh, for instance, statutory rape. I think that 
if a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old are banging it out and the parents are not particularly happy because Ricky doesn't look like he's going anywhere in life. Yeah, I don't, Ricky doesn't deserve to have his life ruined. No. He should not have to go door to door knocking around, you know, hey, I fucked a 17-year-old when I was 19. No, no. But if you're my age and you're fucking a 17-year-old, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with that. Uh, you shouldn't be allowed to drive Uber for many for a completely different and much more yeah. frightening reason. Yeah. Uh, if I'm fake, fucking around with 17-year-olds, fine, cool. Throw me in jail, okay? Uh, I check IDs, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that would be – there's certain – I would have a little bit of reform on that. The difficult thing is it's political suicide to talk about. Uh, you know, reform on statutory rape laws. That's not going to go over well with anybody. It's the same reason I think predominantly that prostitution is still illegal in this country is nobody wants to be the politician who goes, come on, they're just whores. Fuck it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the politician who stands up on the prostitution ticket. Yeah. You'd need a, like a group of politicians that, that, I mean, it's good. We're a long ways off from listening to politicians about anything. Um, right now, whew, boy, did we get set back. Uh, <laughs> we're like in the darkest timeline. Um, well, the good thing is, much like with a slingshot, you have to pull it a little bit further back to you know shoot it forward. So that, that's kind of the oh, hope. Oh, boy, here. I hope that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whew, boy. But, that's uh, a good analogy. I like it. It's, not, it's, not, bad. it's, it's not, not bad. It's not bad. Go ahead and throw that in your uh, set list. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that would be my thing, I think, is that I would need a little bit more reform. But I think generally speaking, I don't give second chances. I do I, – I, I strongly support chemical castration, reversible chemical castration. Um, there's been other countries that have done something like that and they found that recidivism rates go to basically zero if you – if there's not the, the, the uh, testosterone yeah. uh, yelling at you, hey, hey, look at that girl. Um, apparently you're just not that interested in raping. I mean, it's, it's that whole thing where I go, I, it's, I don't believe if someone really wants to, uh, rehabilitate themselves where I draw my line here, at, at least personally, is I go, if you're trying to get yourself a job mm-hmm. that would put you in a high recidivism yeah i hate i I hate words i can't pronounce if you want to get a job that's going to put you in that position re-offender you could also use yeah then no i think it's a problem i think if you're a sexual offender if you have committed sexual assault to a criminal level Uh uh-huh you getting a job where you are ride sharing Uh uh-huh is i think tempting fate what would be what would be a a a if you had to choose, what would be a worse job for one, a bellhop or an Uber driver? I wouldn't allow either of them. You, you're a stock boy. <laughs> right. I'm just, you know, because that's the thing is, you know, when you look at something like this and you're like, well, what kind of background checks are you motherfuckers doing that Uber and Lyft aren't able to? Are they not able or do they not care? That would be the other question. And I didn't read this whole article, but I'd be very curious to see if more of those were on Uber's side than Lyft's side. I suspect because Uber is very aggressive about getting drivers, probably more on Uber's side, whether that speaks to their culture or not. And there's been a lot of discussion about Uber's uh, culture in recent times, especially in regards to sexual harassment and their treatment of women and minorities and things of this nature that have not plagued Lyft. And that might just be – uh, a numbers game. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, it's because Uber's just a shitty culture, and Lyft is actually taking steps, you know, towards the the right path. But uh, Uber, of course, aggressively uh, campaigned against this particular law because, hey, less drivers. But then we see this, and we're like, Uber, you didn't want this. Fuck you. What's wrong with you, man? 
because this is good for everybody. You know, it's it's it's. But I mean, it's, listen, both of these companies are in a lot of ways. I, I took a lift the other day. The the entire drive, the guy had the phone up to his ear. Oh, geez, swerving around the oh, road, Lord. wouldn't let me have my window down because he was on the phone. Uh, this is a very important sex call. Me okay. and my wife had to be, you know, silent in the back seat of the lift that we're paying for. Yeah, uh, that's not what you want. You know, did you give him a one star? You I do? gave him, I gave him a two star because you know he got us there alive. Yeah, uh, that's fair. And I wrote uh, an email to Lyft. I uh, this was four days ago. I haven't heard shit. All right. Well, I don't know how often you check your emails. Going uh, your every phone? day, every it's day. On your phone? Yeah, it's on my phone. Right. Cool. Because so. they should at least give you a fucking coupon. But right. yeah, nothing. Anyway, um, yeah, I just this kind of thing gives me gives me pause as far as let's say a hotel like the bellhop or you know whatever have you or the room service guy things like that. But it's it's I guess it's a that's little, my thing it's a little going, bit safer if there. If you want a job that's cameras, putting you in a position to do the crime that you were sentenced for again, mm-hmm. that's where I draw my line. Sure, okay. If you were a diamond thief and you want to get a job at a jewelry store, okay, no. Right. Okay. Fair. Like that, I guess that's where I'm going with this. Okay. I, it took me a while to figure out that's what fine, my argument fine. is. That's a perfectly. But yeah, if you're if you are a sexual predator, uh-huh. a ride sharing job is not the job for you. Where dr- people, primarily at least in this city, it's for people who are going. I want to go out and get shitty drunk mm-hmm. and not have and to worry about me, the drive home. Take me to the place I live alone. Take me to the place I live alone at two o'clock Stop in the morning. Stop me at a Jack in the Box on the way there. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then let me out at my home. Yeah. I mean and, and not to mention the times I I have personally now I've never done this to a uh, a female friend but I had a male friend at the PUI show that I do. Uh-huh. That I threw his unconscious body basically like he was barely standing on his own into a lift that I ordered him. Uh-huh. And he apparently puked in the lift. Mhm. And the Lyft driver kicked him out, and they found him at like four in the morning in Echo Park with his pants around his ankles. Mm-hmm. Always goes that way, doesn't it? So, I we already use this service a little irresponsibly sometimes. Yeah, that would have probably been a better job for a taxi. I think. Yeah, well, that was the. We ap- have insurance for cleaning up vomit. After that, we had a rule on PUI where we said if you're going to take an Uber, you have to have somebody else with you. Ah, uh, because. We realized that we were like, no, taxis would be responsible to get you to the place we say we're, you're going to yeah. get to. Yeah. Whereas the Uber, it's just like, nope, I decide I'm, le- I'm taking you out now. I'm ending the ride here. Get out. All right. Uh, moving in. We don't have – I mean I don't know how long you want this to go. We've been doing hour 45. But uh, well, probably less than that because we did a little banter in the beginning. But whatever. Um, this is this is immensely exciting. We're getting into our – wouldn't be vulgar tech without talking Elon Musk, now would it? Oh, God, uh, this is going to be a long conversation. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to make the intro very quick. Elon Musk launched Neuralink, a venture to merge the human brain with AI. The idea is to uh, have a neural lace technology that would uh, be sort of um, – eh, let's go with implanted in the brain or at least very close to uh, implanted or at least able to interface with the brain and technology. From what I got, it very Matrix-esque of like, you know, Trinity calling and being like, need to learn how to fly this helicopter. And then like, and you're like, ah, I know how to fly a helicopter now. Yeah, that was the basic uh, takeaway from this article. This seemed to scare the shit out of you the other day. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Still does. Why? Because too much, too fast. What the fuck? Well... 
It hasn't happened yet. My, At my, least a year away. <laughs> I, my biggest issue with stuff like this, it's always that I go, um, it, the super rich don't need an ability to now be more talented than everybody else mm. just by way of download. Okay. That's an interesting uh it's a, it's an interesting uh, proposition. I mean, the thought that uh, Steve Ballmer mm-hmm. could be like, you know what? I'm going to be the greatest pianist in the world. And then he's the greatest pianist in the world. Merely through financial but, but, ability. I, it, it, there's but, something but about they, it that just feels against humanity. Well, here's the thing is like, like – If you want to know something, you have to go out and fucking learn it. You don't get to just I, press I, a button and have it downloaded to and your I fucking think, brain. I, I, think you're, I think you're forgetting – I mean maybe it's, – it's a reasonable example. But it's, it's the – remember uh, – uh, uh, fuck, why can't I think of it? Ex Machina. Yes, uh, Ex the, Machina. The uh, when 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 he was explaining to him the girl in the all white room, yeah, who studied color all of her life, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, similar to that, if he has never played a piano before and just found out all of the things that you need to do and how to move your fingers, your fingers need you know look at a pianist a, a good pianist's fingers they're fucking long and fucking weirdly lanky and yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. flexible as shit and they're moving fast and things like that. Even if you knew it, I don't think that you could actually play it necessarily because your your hands aren't. It would take Certainly, a little bit of time to get the muscle memory down, maybe. But if you have, if if you could download this, because that's basically what they're they're not. When you talk about downloading knowledge, uh, you are also downloading skill. Well, okay. Certainly, if we're talking about, I want to learn uh, Spanish. That would be simple. That would be a you know because there's nothing more to learn really. This word equals that word. Yeah. yeah. This word equals that word. This is how a sentence gets put together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Cool. Got you know whatever. Fine. I don't know what I'm, information I'd have to kick out of my brain to learn all of Spanish, but you know let's give and take. Like if I lost my intricate knowledge of uh, pubic hairstyles of the late seventies, it's a good trade off. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but if I lost my knowledge of, say, how to compile a binary from source, I'd be like, oh damn it, I kind of still need that. Anyway. And um, also do we start talking about like hard drive space of the brain? That's like what I'm, that's can my, it get can it get too full? Is there too much information? I, Is there a certain point and also if you know something and you've downloaded it and printed it on your brain, you can't remove that. Surely you and I have a larger hard drive in our heads than say the drumster fire. Yeah. Okay, fair he enough. He would not be able to learn Spanish. But you know, uh in the Matrix, he's like, I know Kung Fu. Well, no, yeah. you fucking don't. Because your body doesn't know Kung Fu. But it knows the motions to make Kung Fu. Okay, but you haven't trained for it. Your muscles aren't there for it. Your bones sure as fuck aren't there his for it. First, somebody's going to kick His first your... time out, he did pretty good against yeah, Morpheus. In he hit fucking, him once. In a fucking movie, sure. <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm saying if I downloaded all the knowledge of the UFC to you and put you in the ring with any UFC fighter, your ankles are going to shatter. The first time you kick him, your fucking shin bone's going to crack in half. I mean, if I have all of the knowledge in the world that is... That is uh, – Look, no offense. Applicable. We're both, I, we're both not in UFC fighting shape. No, I understand that. But I'm You're going like, to get killed. If it doesn't, I know, I'm like, oh, he's dipping the shoulder. That means he's throwing the punch and you get out of the way and you knock him the fuck out. Like that, that's still uh, – Yes, but a piece of wood uh, is not going to stand up to a, a fucking brick wall, OK? So that's what I'm talking about. 
I, I get what you're, you're your body is not your body doesn't know the shit. No, I don't think you could download how to be a, the greatest quarterback in the world and then go out in the NFL and be the greatest quarterback in yeah. the world. I'm, you could not, you could learn uh, learn the best possible route forward as a quarterback and and uh, you know uh, get the headset and and tell the quarterback okay so what you ought to do on this one is a three two split foot i don't know football terms but do the fucking thing and you know and and that would be the wisest but it'd be better to just download that information to the quarterback's brain because he has the capability of doing that z wiggle y split two yeah all right all right anyway um so i think there's certain there would there would definitely be there would be lapses uh, places where it wouldn't quite work or you'd you'd get some really funny youtube videos out of people that were like i know kung fu and then just watch them break their fucking ankle over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it's just i learned parkour ah! <clears throat> there's something yeah. about this though that just feels a little bit like you know what? I, I, listen, I'm cool with getting more robots to help people. You're not cool I'm with people interfacing with robots. robots. Okay. Well, that's where we're headed. I mean, sorry. That's just how it is. I don't want robot people. Okay. Well, too bad. Talk to Elon Musk about that. Elon Musk is a fucking... Speaking of Elon Musk, this is the Tesla Model 3 that we're not supposed to see. It looks kind of wagonish. It's A little it's bit. It's supposed station to be wagon. released in three months. This is the car that's supposed to make or break Tesla. This is their make or break moment. Because this is the one that... This consumer, is the affordable one. This is the consumer price, I believe, 25 grand, I think. Something like that. With government subsidies, probably 20 grand. Hmm. This is the one that has the uh, iPod inter- or iPad interface in the center of the car, as you can see there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it doesn't have a heads-up display on the they, – they're not real sure. They just have spy shots of it. They're saying they, – as far as they can tell, it doesn't have a heads-up display on the uh, on the glass. So you, okay. there's no speedometer. It would just have to be on that tablet, which if the tablet's like you know playing all the tablet stuff, I sure hope it's got a speedometer the whole time. Because yeah. as you can see near that steering wheel, there's no instruments. There's no instrument panel. There's nothing. Uh, I think he really wants this car to be used more autonomously than anything else. I'm sure. Um, but not a bad looking car. What do you think? It's not a bad looking car. Uh, it's not a great looking car either. It, it, it looks like, uh, the front end of a Porsche fucked the back end of a worse Porsche. Uh, well, it looks more like a Civic in the back end on, on that, on this last picture. It feels very Civic-y, but I, I don't disagree with the Porsche front end. I would go maybe like, uh, what, what late you, to late 2000s, I, what, what uh, I've never really infinity underst- kind of back end. What I've never really understood about car makers, and I mean, I kind of get it, but it annoys me, is it's like, it doesn't cost more to make this car look super fucking sexy. You know what I'm saying? No, it doesn't. It doesn't cost more. Like, the body of a Lamborghini Aventador does not appreciably cost more other than materials for like carbon fiber but let's suppose all materials being equal how much more does an aventador body frame cost than a fucking honda civic i get what you, yeah you know why not make other a honda than the, Civic? other than the quality of the product being yeah. used other than thing. the quality of the materials obviously you know because again carbon fiber and shit like that yeah. but the look of it no there's no there's no particularly good reason inexpensive as hell. why you couldn't make a civic look like a fucking crazy sports car there's no reason for that except that, well, if you're – well, I guess not so much Honda because they've got – well, they got Acura, which has the NSX. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that would, that's the only argument I've ever heard is like, well, they'd be cannibalizing sales away from those because the reason people want them is because they look so sexy. And I'm like, no, but it isn't though. You don't buy an Aventador just because it looks like a sex machine. It's also because it is a fucking sex machine. <laughs> 
because you're getting 1,200 fucking horsepower and a, a V10 or well, V12 seven, V16. 750, but yeah. Whatever. Well, uh, the SV certainly is close to 900. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. One, that one's up there. And, you, you know, what was it? V12 or V16? The, no, it's v, uh, V12. The Bugatti yeah. is the one that gets yeah, up got over the v, 1,000. Gets a, but that's got a W16 yeah, also. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, Bugatti, the, the last one they put out was the Super Sport was 1,200. Jesus because you needed an extra 200 horsepower to go the extra 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, but you sit in a Bugatti and you're like, yeah, this is a million-dollar car. I've never been in a Bugatti, but just looking at photos, you're like, the leather is having sex with itself inside yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And you sit down and it, it, you don't need the hand job. You no, know? no, no, no. The, the fucking st- – the, the the stick shift alone is like, oh my god! It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's it's everything in there is a work of fucking art. We saw Alex yeah. and I watched a uh, how it's made on supercars, and you have to if you get a chance look it up on YouTube. I guarantee you'll find it. How it's made, Bugatti Veyron. Uh, whoo! Everything in there is like, like we hand slaughtered this particular cow. The, the, and the cut most him amazing, into this, the most amazing for part, this man's leather. The most amazing know? part was when they were talking about the interior, and they, there was this woman who stretches these giant pieces of leather yeah. over this big board, and she goes around with a little, pe- with a little, um, little uh, marking pencil, little yeah. marking pencil, and circles every little dent, yeah, and little notch. From yeah. like when it was getting shipped and it got bumped, yeah, or something, yeah. and circles. I'm sorry, there's a black dot the every size one of, of a, them, uh, and then has to lay the stencils out to make sure that none of those right get like none of those imperfections get actually get used. Yeah, then they hand stitch the shit and and hand and hand apply it to the Bugatti. Like, but we're not expecting that it. with this Tesla. We understand that. No, but no, the sexiness of the be, outside could have been a could lot be, better. It could be sexier. It could definitely be sexier. But, you know, uh, it's weird to me that it's three What's the range on that thing, though? Uh, no idea. No idea yet. I don't think they even talk about it. They're just talking about the exterior. I'm sure you could find that information. But what's weird is that it is only three months away from production. And we haven't seen any photos. We haven't yeah. heard any news. It's a little odd. Okay, uh, is there enough to get you to, to get one of these? Would you Would you ever consider? Because that's right in the price range of about where your car is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, would be new, but yeah, I paid like twelve for mine, so uh, it's not far off. Um, you know, my big thing is it just I I don't like the idea that. Um, I would ever go, oh, I can't make that cross-country trip in this car. Yeah, especially, that's always been my Especially if it's a new car. I've had old beaters that I'm like, I can't make that drive in this fucking <laughs> – this bucket of bolts ain't going to make it halfway. But to a fucking – a brand new top-of-the-line fucking Tesla Model 3, you know, auto-driving, badass sex machine. And I'm like, eh, I can't make it to Fresno in one, you know, charge. I'm going to have to stop halfway through and wait for an hour and a half. It's usually about 45 minutes, but yeah. Yeah, fiddle with my dick for fucking 45 minutes? No. Fuck you. I'll stick with the, you know, I don't mind a hybrid, but, you know, I'm good. Yeah, I I think I I feel like I mentioned this on the show previously. I'm like, nothing angers me more than the pompousness of the Tesla drivers who try and pretend like they appreciate having to wait 45 minutes somewhere for their, they're like, I bring a book, I go to a coffee shop. I'm like, or you could gas up your fucking car. Like, stop pretending like it's better that you have to wait 45 minutes to get a three quarters charge on your fucking battery. Well, the big problem is, you know, with, with the current Tesla, uh, what, uh, model S. Yeah. Model S is that, um, 
there's two different ones. Only one of them can use that supercharger. Yes, that's true. The other one takes an hour and a half. Yeah. The supercharger one costs an extra like five grand or some shit. I suspect – I don't know, but I suspect the Model 3 cannot use the supercharger because if if so, well, you've got a lot of apologizing to a bunch of Model S users to make. I don't see how they can make it not because that's their big thing is they want to they want to make it so that people having Teslas could drive cross country. That's why they keep on building more supercharging stations. That's true. They want that. So I, I don't think I, so. It's hard to I mean I'm just saying you still you what are you going to have to unlock it for the Model S yeah, guys. Tough then? cookies I, I think is what tough you tell them. Tough titties. Tough cookies. Uh Cadillac is uh doing an auto compilot autopilot competitor will be out next year. Um this article about it is really less about a Cadillac's plan uh, moving forward and more about the, the morality, if you will, of it because uh, as I've argued before, Tesla should not call theirs autopilot. Yeah, I agree. Cadillac has an even dumber name for it. What is it? Hands-free mode. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, shut up. Stop it. Driver assist. Yes. Driver assist. Driver assist. But yes, they literally are calling it hands-free mode. Yeah, we call this jerk off and don't pay attention while you're driving mode. Yes, so that's that's exciting. Um, another startup uh, called um, uh, Voyage U- Udacity oh, yeah. is is yeah they they split off a second company from Udacity called Voyage that's going to have self driving taxis quote unquote soon again apparently in the next two years. So that's exciting. That's coming soonish. Um, and uh, Ford and uh, Ford and Mercedes are planning to bring to market between 2020 and 2021 their own self-driving uh, vehicle. So it it really is it, it's your prediction. Uh, My prediction is it, it's not as I, I said that it would be announced. I didn't say it'd be coming out, but I, I said that we would have the well, first you know, yeah, marketed I, to be autonomous car. Yeah, and I I said I said we'd we'd, we'd have to start talking about it at least two three years out before we can actually do it. Yeah. Uh, this is the most exciting. We'll end on this. E-Volo's electric air taxi starts picking up passengers next year. Yeah, this I like is, that. What's weird is on the one hand, they say uh, that it could be a pilot-free or remote-flown taxi for two. And again, it's launching next year in Germany. God damn it. Fucking Germans. I'm telling you. Um, which sounds all exciting. But then the next paragraph says, by 2018, the first Volocopter 2X models with special permit are set to be used as flying taxis in pilot projects, a press release says. And that the aircraft should be pretty easy to fly for anyone with a sport pilot license, given its automatic height and position control. So again, it's not quite autonomous right off the bat. It's just super fucking easy to use. Yeah, the, the but go- it's setting it up to be super fu- to be autonomous shortly there. The government was wor- the government was working on this uh, when I was in high school. It was a system. I, I think it was called the Rascal system, but it was a <laughs> Rascal scooters. Uh, it was a touch screen operation for helicopters uh-huh. that the idea would just be that you're like okay take off hover at this amount travel to here and it would do everything for you after that point mm-hmm. so i know this technology has been being worked on for a while uh-huh but I've never seen any real-world application of it, which makes me nervous that the first real-world application is going to be like, hey, people, come on in and use it, regular-ass people, not trained military people. Yeah, well, I don't know. If they're saying special pilot you know, license or sport pilot license, I don't know what the hell that is. But I suspect that means not not nearly as many um, – That means 100 hours or 60, 65 hours, excuse me. All right. Well, that's what I was, I was 
going to say it probably means a whole lot less actual flying hours than uh, something else. But uh, so you're waiting till it's autonomous. I, well, I mean, I want to get my pilot's license anyways, but that's besides the point of uh, – yeah, I, I – If this launched next year down the street, would you call one? Yeah, fuck yeah. Even if it's a guy who's like, yeah, man, I got my sport pilot license in just a month. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. I Because I, everything I've heard about the technology is that it's – it's meant to. It was meant to be that they were like, we have to spend a cup. We have to send a couple of these operators into a you know heavily fortified area. We can't afford to take up one of the seats on the fucking helicopter with a pilot who can't fight. Mm. So you know, make it easy enough that these guys can just be like, all right, take me there, and then we land and we do our thing. Right, right. Well, I, I will say what's funny is uh, looking at the photo on here. It looks like a giant drone. It's yes, got the it does. circular thing on top with all the different propellers. Uh, but it looks lightweight as shit. I mean, you know, and it's a, again, I guess it's a two seater. Um, so pretty neat. You know, I don't know how much that would cost. Uh, I'm surprised Uber didn't buy the damn company. Looks like you and me got to go to Germany next year to do a product review. <laughs> yeah, fine by me. Good <laughs> excuse to visit those uh, those uh, uh, legendary Berlin sex clubs. I'm fucking down with that. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure there's some piece of technology we'll find in there that we can talk about too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's bound to be some technology in a. Berlin Sex Club. Sure, sure. <laughs> this is the special jackhammer eight-headed dildo. <laughs> Fully autonomous. Programmed for orgasmic response. Oh, God. Uh, this one's for your asshole. Um, okay, so there you go. That's Vulgar Tech. If you guys, uh, if there's something we don't talk about enough or ever uh, that you want us to hear, you want to hear us talk about, by all means, hop on Riffopolis, R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S dot com. Send us a message. Let us know. Uh, or or if there's something we talk too goddamn much about, like Elon Musk and every autonomous time he cars. takes a shit. Yeah, and autonomous cars. Um, that That's also an option. You know, just just let us know. Get us some reviews out there. Let's, let's do this together. We'll keep being vulgar and techy. I've been Al. I've been uh, Mitch. You're Mitch. I'm Alex. Yeah. I was going to say this has been uh, Mitch and Alex. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> Listen, you know what's going on. I'm Mitch. That's Alex. Uh, we'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>